I'm Zach Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. What? You thought we were going to take another break? Thought we were going to wait another couple of months till the next episode came out? (laughs) Considered it, you know, but, uh, you know, no way here. Possibility. But we're actually, we're here. We're ready to do this. I almost said, we're back <laughs> again. <laughs> we're so baby. used to saying That's the problem. <laughs> uh, but, you know, consistency is the name of the game. And that's what we're shooting for. You know, not every episode can be a comeback episode, guys. As fun as that would be. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Unfortunately, have to keep things uh, stable for the, for the sake of the show. <laughs> <laughs> for that YouTube money. You know, for that so, cash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're we're back for for the next episode, and we're gonna be talking all about highly requested topic over here. Uh, we're oh, gonna yeah. be talking about podcasting. We're gonna go a little meta today. A podcast about a podcast. Yeah, yeah. kind of crazy. Wow. Right? Yeah. Crazy. So get hyped. Because we're going to talk about the ins and outs of, of podcasting in 2018, and uh, how I'm to down. how to start your own podcast and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it should be should be pretty cool. I'm excited, but first we got to talk oh about the the favorite crowd <laughs> favorite section, Jay the Zoomster's <laughs> favorite section of every podcast. Yes, the one and only. Your week on YouTube <laughs> trademark. 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 Can't forget the trademark. Can't, can't forget the trademark. That part's important. So I think it's only fair since I started last time. <laughs> you did. You did start last time. I'm very proud. <laughs> you should start this time. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, so my week on YouTube, uh, it's not going to be as long <laughs> as last week was, mainly because that was, uh, for one, literally three months period of time and a lot happened during that that's true um but the other reason that it's not going to take that long is because there's literally only what one video to talk about i think (laughs) total so that's interesting uh the video i'm referring to is my pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee trailer analysis where i take a look at a trailer that was released two months ago at this point or a month and a half ago and uh, give my thoughts on it because I hadn't had time to before. And I'm like, yo, I'll go ahead and talk about it, give you my thoughts on it and everything like that. And, you know, while it probably didn't get as many views as it would have if I had posted it, oh, I don't know, on time. (laughs) uh, At the very least, it did give me a more positive perspective on those games than I initially had. And I think for that, I'm a bit grateful in the fact that I didn't just rush it out to, you know cling toward everybody else's opinion stuff like that yeah so i appreciated that it was a good bit of fun good bit of fun there uh aside from that though still working on nbl stuff practically like every other day uh art scheduling trades everything monthly battle league is pretty much taken up a good bit of my time um, but for good reason. Everybody's having a lot of fun with it, and people are still active at this point. So it's all working out fairly well, I would say. I think. Cool. Well, not for you, but yeah, for everyone um, else. <laughs> would have would have loved to uh, be in the monthly battle league, but mm-hmm. somebody didn't accept my application. 
So. The only the only reason I brought it up is because Patient's the only one on this meme. And Patient watches this podcast. So that one was for you. I hope you're happy. Uh, Jay's on it too. Yeah, Jay's on that meme. On that meme level. But Patient's Um, been the one pushing it pretty hard. Jay's starting his own monthly battle league. I saw. I saw that tweet. I'm ready, dude. I'm ready. I'm ready for the competitor. <laughs> Let's uh, get it. I'm hype for, for mm-hmm. whatever bullshit's going to happen there. It's going to be Have great. you been accepted yet, my dude? Oh, I have. Absolutely. Oh, yeah? The okay. Despacito 2s are going to reign supreme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it already. Uh, I love it already. Man. I, I, no, <laughs> no. Not Despacito 2s. This Despacito Dose. Oh, okay. Keep it So I'm thinking Spanish about calling team. it Despacito Zapdos. Ooh. That's a little. That's a little clever. A little spicy. That's a little, little bit of wordplay there. Don't Actually, do that too often. I'm gonna send that to him right now. That sounds amazing. Are yes. y'all actually gonna? You are actually gonna do it. You're gonna do Pokemon battles and stuff. That's a great question. We'll see. Because <laughs> I'd be interested in watching it. I'm um, very excited to see how this unfolds. Because Jay is the type of person that will say he'll do something and then. Never do it. <laughs> and then three years later, Twilight Princess versus happens. Exactly. Speaking um, of verses, I need Jay to look at the episode four audio because for whatever reason, uh, when I'm editing the Mario Odyssey verses, for those mm-hmm. who don't know, it's me, Zach, and Jay. And mine's pretty easy to sync because uh, I know my audio, I know when I hit start, all that sort of stuff takes like maybe just a minute. Zach's audio is also pretty easy to sync. Usually it's about the same spot every time. Uh, not very difficult. And typically you don't, like... When you react to gameplay, it's a lot easier for me to sync that up as compared to Jay, where right. like, he'll just, like, scream at anything. So it's <laughs> hard to know if that's, like, gameplay or just him getting angry. It's tough. <laughs> it's Jay, scary. on the other hand... Every episode is always like a pain in the ass to sync audio with. It's a different spot every time. I can, can never quite get it 100% because some moments will sync up perfectly and then mm-hmm. others will get ruined by that. <laughs> so I never know like what stuff is actually correct or not. And if I don't have Jay to look at it, well then I don't I don't know that perspective at all. So like that every Mario right. Odyssey versus episode is just a pain to edit because of that. Fucking Jay, come on. <laughs> he hadn't messaged you back yet? Nah, he, he messaged me. He was asking. Mm. He was asking. So, what, are you done with talking about your week? Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. I'm going to stream tonight. I got an E3 nice. video coming out tomorrow. Finally. <laughs> so, we'll get E3 <laughs> out of the way. And then, like, aside from that, it's pretty much it. Been cool. doing well over here and been, been having a good... Good start to July. July 4th was amazing. I had a ton of good-ass food. Nice. Sausage balls, uh, hamburgers, freaking chicken, like fried mm. chicken, like homemade, like people worked on this chicken. I have been craving like some good fried chicken lately mm. uh, yeah. for like the last couple of weeks, and I've yet to like go seek that out. I'm convinced nice. that if you live in the South, there's just like, a fried chicken gene. Or maybe like a, a fried chicken blood cell that's just <laughs> that just that just craves fried chicken every once in a while. I think not so. all the time. And not like every day or anything, but like it's almost like we're a sleeper cell to fried chicken. That's that's the best way I could word it. <laughs> Very possible. 
At least if you're in the south. I don't I don't know how big you all are are on yeah. chicken up there. <laughs> but uh chicken's good. Fresh. But yeah, that's my my week on YouTube trademark. Dope. So my week's been my week's been interesting. We we recorded the last YouTube podcast twice in a week. So yeah. that was fun. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, it's it, this week has gone by pretty quickly. Um, I know, right? It's really weird. But my my Tuesday was extremely productive. I don't think I've had an ex- like a productive day as much as I did this past Tuesday, and it was very nice. I got like. I applied to two more jobs, like editing jobs and like a YouTube virtual assistant job. So we'll see how that turns out. If I get Any it. update on the Talk one you about. talked about last time? Still waiting to hear back. Still, still waiting to hear back, okay. yeah. So I, I might still be traveling. I don't know. But we'll, I will let you guys know as soon as I find out because then I can be like, yo, I'm a full-time like YouTuber almost. Should be kind of cool. It would be cool. Um, yeah. Be dope. Be really dope. But we'll see. I'll let you guys know when that happens. Uh, but besides that, I started doing, uh, I started writing up some more articles for Roberto Blake. And so I got that done. And then I started getting my, remember how I said last time I was going to try to do daily uploads in J- July? Yeah. Well, I decided. <laughs> <laughs> Backup plan. <laughs> Backup plan. I'm going to try to, I'm going to do a video every other day. Uh, okay. because what I continue, I, I'm, I'm continuing to see this trend of myself as I set up a schedule, I try to do the schedule and then I immediately get behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it happens because I'm trying to do daily uploads, which I'd love to do at some point, but right now with, uh, me trying to find other means of, of jobs and me trying to get, you know, content on Instagram and trying to figure out what I'm going to do with Facebook and, um, just kind of, you know, trying to make sure I'm putting content out everywhere, not just YouTube. It's very, very difficult to keep up with that, especially with some of the types of videos that I'm trying to put out. Sure. So I, I figured that consistency is a lot better than daily uploads, uh, which sounds weird because daily uploads is consistently or consistency. But at the end of the day, as long as I'm got some kind of schedule, I'm going to feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> so that might be the reason you get so behind in the first place it's just because like there's a drive to want to have a schedule but it conflicts right. with your other drive of just wanting to put out content <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's really weird so I, I i had a come to jesus moment and i was like all right what i'm gonna do is try to have a video every day or every other day uh I'll still try to do the, I'll still have the podcast come out in the regular days that I plan on doing that for. And I think what it's going to end up turning out to be is like, instead of seven videos a week, it's going to be five videos a week. So like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then uh, a Saturday, Sunday podcast with right. the Nerdcast and the, the YouTube podcast. So I, I, I feel pretty confident about it. And so far this week has been, it's been good. I've been able to do it. So. And thankfully, you can fit the movie night podcast in one of those days as well, too. Exactly. Yeah. So if there's like a weekday where like probably not going to happen, mm. just slide in that little movie podcast <laughs> in there. Exactly. Be like, there you go. Kind of, a, kind of a get out of jail free card, if you will. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, what it, what it ends up doing is it gives me the opportunity that, like, once every two weeks I have, like, a break day almost. Sure. Which is nice. Uh, That's it, super it's, helpful. It's just because, like, I wish I could just do YouTube videos and be okay with that. But the way that, you know, we've talked about on the podcast, the way that content creation is now, and if you want to grow and you're starting out or if you're still a small channel, you have to get out there a lot and you have to do things on other platforms and that kind of stuff. I feel you. Um, while I'm figuring this out, I haven't streamed this week. I'm hopefully hoping to stream tonight after the podcast. Me too. Um, dope. And uh, yeah, so I'm hoping I'm hoping to stream more. Um, again, it's just one of those things. It's like you're trying to do too much, Sack. You got to stop. You got to figure it out. So I, I was originally going to stream like five days a week. I think I'm going to try to actually have a schedule where it's two days a week and just keep with that. We'll see. I don't know yet. It might just be stream when I can, you know? I yeah. feel like that's the best way to do it. But we'll, we'll Whenever see. you're comfortable. Yeah. I wanted um, to ask, yeah. uh, you had brought up earlier the fact that you had this like super productive Tuesday. Is there really like, like any reason behind it? Was it something to do with your habit when you woke up? Like you had some really good toast that day. Like, what, <laughs> what do you think contributed to the all productive, super elusive, uh, get a lot stuff done on Tuesday? <laughs> That's a good question. I think the night before I got more than five hours of sleep. So that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got like six and a half hours or something like that. And then I went to work and I did what I had to do for work for like an hour and then started working on my least productive stuff or least creative things that I needed to do. So I started with like the busy work type type stuff, um, filling out applications and listening to a video and turning it into an article and doing all that kind of stuff in the early morning. And then as the day progressed, I started editing more and was trying to get more of that done. And then I think the best part about it was by like 9 p.m., I stopped editing, I recorded a podcast, and then I just stopped working for the rest of the day and chilled. Celebrate a little bit? Yeah. It was just a good day. And I I don't think I've ever, I I very rarely am like, I had a good day. But I think me acknowledging that also just made it better. (laughs) Let's hope so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think I can repu- replicate the what happened that day. But see, I was looking for more of like a like an easy answer of like some magic toast that magically increased your like productivity. That way, yeah. I can copy it or whatever. Uh-huh. But it seems like it was a little bit more complicated <laughs> than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was just a, it was just a good day productivity wise, and it was nice to have. So we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, I think also kind of coming into July with the I want to do this amount of content. I want to just kind of like pushing myself to do more. Uh, the last month, last two months have have had a lot of life, life stuff in it like we talked about in the last episode. And so it that didn't really give me an opportunity to talk too much about... Or he didn't give me the opportunity to do as much with content as I had wanted to. And so now that I'm fully settled in this house and all that kind of stuff, I'm able to fully get into the, the content. I'm able to crank that stuff out. Yeah, boy. Crank out the content. 
Um, besides that, though, I put out a Breath of the Wild video again. I put on a different Ooh. Breath of the Wild video yesterday, and I'm really proud of the editing. I think it turned out really well. Uh, but it's about how the tutorial in that game is is a really good tutorial, and I talk about how this tutorial should be like what all video game developers kind of strive to do at their beginning of their video games. Right. What what I find and, interesting about it is that the fucking Zelda community just hates YouTubers apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bring that up, <laughs> despite the fact because uh, we talked about last time your older Breath of the Wild video. Uh-huh was talking about how it had a mediocre open world and you kind of railed on the game a good bit. So then when the negative backlash came on that video, it was kind of to a point where you were like, okay, I don't agree with this, but I understand where the hate's coming from and where the anger is at. Mm -hmm. But for this video, (laughs) like, yes, it's about the tutorial, but it's almost like a part two to the original one where you yeah. go over a lot of the stuff that you said in the original and they're still like, look, Breath of the Wild's still a good game. I still agree with all of this. And you were a lot nicer to it in general. Right. Yep. When you scroll down <laughs> and you take a look <laughs> at the like and dislike ratio, about the same, really. A little yeah. bit better. But Lots about of the dislikes same. for these videos. And I don't understand. I don't understand why for this one, because I felt like, this video was I mean like you said I I talked good about the game I talked about the parts that I really enjoyed and that was the first part of the game and so I just think it's hilarious that (laughs) this community I think part of it might have had to do and this is just like a guess a theory I'm not even sure Mm. but the fact that you talked about other Zelda games in a negative light not Breath of the Wild but other ones maybe could have contributed to that that is possible but like you didn't rail on any of them particularly no. at all. <laughs> I think I made like a small comment. I was like, Ocarina of Time, I'm not the biggest fan of. And then Calfro put on the uh usual watcher of the podcast, he put a comment on the on the video saying, Wait, you don't like Ocarina of Time? What the fuck? Yeah. But he he meant that in a jesting manner. Um I don't know. And that's the thing too, a lot of the comments on the video aren't negative either. Right. Like, at least with the other one, we kind of had some negative comments, so you could kind of get the idea of where those dislikes might have came from. Here, Mm. it's just, like, not on the video itself. It has to be from that Zelda community, wherever you posted it to Reddit, I assume. Yeah, yeah, I think it's from Reddit. Fair enough. Yeah, Reddit is Reddit. Fair enough. That's what it comes down (laughs) to. I'm still trying to figure out how to make Reddit actually useful. (laughs) Now, to be honest, my Nintendo The History video did really well on Reddit. Sure. So, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. But that was a different Reddit, though, right? Yeah, it was was a different subreddit. That was the Nintendo subreddit as a whole. And a lot of these were just Zelda subreddits, so. And I mean, in a sense, it it did do its job in the fact that, like, that video got got to get a bit of views on it. Like, it's not, it didn't perform or anything. But just the uh, reaction to it was not <laughs> quite what you were expecting. Very interesting. Uh, I liked the video, though. I thought it was uh, really well edited. And I think more than just the Breath of the Wild tutorial part, the way you set up visually the other games in the series of like how it goes through like a checklist of each little yeah. spot, I just thought that was smart of how that looked visually. Because there could have been... You could just put gameplay up there and talked in front of it. And that would have been 
fine or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you like you had a little checklist and each game had like a little um, map background that it was in front of and everything. It just looked nice. It just visually looked nice. But the last video did too. So yeah, no, I, I really like the editing for this one. Um, I will say that contributed to me having a laptop that wasn't ass. <laughs> because originally this video was going to be out like a, a couple of weeks sooner and it was just going to be like the gameplay. But then I got a new laptop and it runs tremendously better. And I was like, I can do more editing with this video now because I have the, I have the want to do it. <laughs> My drive right. is just a little bit better because I'm not frustrated with the technology I have. Exactly. It all worked out a bit easier. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that was it for this week. I've got, I've obviously got plenty of other stuff in the works that I'm gonna try to get out on a regular basis in the in the meantime. So we'll see what happens. Cool. But uh, hate to break it to you, we're gonna need to stall this segment out another thirty minutes. Just a little bit longer. In order for Jay to <laughs> skip ahead in the video. Oh, just briefly, I got a I got a comment on that Breath of the Wild video from uh, Concrete Donkey, which is another smaller channel that I really enjoy. I saw um, that, yeah. And he was talking about how I should do a series talking about like tutorials throughout franchises of games. I'm like, that's a really good idea. So I've got that on the list of series I'll get to in the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> the ever growing list of, of Zach's content. Yeah. Oh. it's a cool idea though i agree yeah, definitely i would love to see more of that a uh, similar style and maybe you could take it by franchises too like you kind of did with the mm-hmm. zelda video or do like case by case basis who knows yeah yeah i want to do a like dark souls level analysis series as well i've thought about that for like months now <laughs> so something similar to that is would be cool but yeah that's uh, that's your week on YouTube. Uh, Trademark. I, would, I would love to pat it out for Jay because I know he loves this part of the podcast. But sorry, dude, we got to move on. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I know this is your favorite segment, but like, <laughs> we got to continue the podcast. <laughs> Believe it or not, there are people who actually come for the main topic. Like exactly. It's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's just let's just jump right into it. Yep. Today we're going to be talking about podcasts. Within a podcast, within a podcast. Exactly. So podcast is a really interesting thing because we, we talked about it briefly last episode. Um, they they started in the early 2000s, um, even possibly in the 90s, right around when blogs were extremely prevalent. And sure. now in the last kind of two years, two or three years, they just really ramped up in popularity. Well, I think the thing originally that we got to keep in mind too, as far as like the growth of the podcast is concerned, mm-hmm. um, part of the reason that we didn't have a lot of great podcasts out there, uh, I can contribute it to two main factors. Number one, the length. I imagine in a pre-Google Drive computers with barely any space or memory on it it can be hard to record like an hour worth Mm -hmm. of audio and granted like those those file sizes are a lot smaller than videos but they're still pretty big and -hmm. having to upload them onto a website i imagine wouldn't (laughs) would probably bring that price up a good bit as far as uh you storing all that and keeping that up there and then the other main thing and probably a bit more important than that 
uh, we've come a long way in microphone technology. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a bit. We've, we've come a long way since the days of the 90s with, like, the uh, the weird stick microphones, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a weird curved long stick, and the microphone was, like, a tiny little part at the very top. I had Almost one of those. Like, <laughs> I did, too, for a while. Um, yeah. And those things were awful. And frankly, yeah. even during the mid-2000s, we had a lot of awful microphones. It went until, in my opinion anyway, we started getting companies like Blue with the Snowball and the Yeti and all these other companies out there trying to make good, affordable mics. Because for a while, a lot of the mics we had were just bad. And because of that, the only really people who were doing podcasts were people who worked in radio, people who had access to, like, colleges with really nice microphones Mm -hmm. right people who had that technology afforded to them or maybe they spent a lot of money on a microphone and only did podcasting like the scene was a lot smaller partially for the reasons we talked about last time with them getting popular but also because of you know technological limitations like storage and microphones. they're extremely more accessible now exactly um also uh back in the day um, the main podcasts you heard from were people that were like, especially if you had more than one person, like they were in the same room with each other. We didn't mm-hmm. really have a whole lot of programs where you could talk to people across the world or across the country um, and have really good audio with it. Sure. And you know, things like Skype made it a lot easier, but even, even after Skype discord has been tremendously helpful for podcasts. Exactly. Things like TeamSpeak and the like of all mm. these different uh, programs and people making software where you could record the audio directly off of it, like MP3 Skype Recorder and the like, have been tremendously helpful. Yeah, I remember using MP3 Skype Recorder. I fucking hated it, but I remember using it. <laughs> we all had to start somewhere. Uh, oh boy. Especially when that somewhere happens to be Skype. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy that we've we've definitely seen a popularity of not just people making podcasts but people listening to podcasts sure um everybody you know i I know a lot of people that that currently listen to podcasts and if i had asked people uh five six years ago they wouldn't even know what a podcast is right a lot of people simply didn't know it took me a while even Mm -hmm. to figure out what a podcast was for a while and even when i knew they existed i always thought like you know, being real young and being on YouTube, the idea of just listening to an hour-long video of people talking bored the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And I'm like, where's the visuals? Where's something I can watch? Like, this is boring. I'm going to go watch something else. It wasn't until much later where I was like, oh, holy cow, like, just listening to people talk can be entertaining in and of itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I still I still have the first podcast I was ever in uploaded to my Subijin Games channel. And it was somebody else podcast, somebody else's podcast, and I was like invited to be on it. And I was like, "So what exactly is this?" <laughs> and they were like, "It's a podcast," and blah blah blah. And I was like, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> right in the episode. I mean, it wasn't a good podcast, but it was there. It was, uh, it was there. I might go listen to, to it later for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, that'd be cool. I had to do one for a uh, Sploder even at the time. Because they yeah. were having a video creator group, and they were like, "Yo, let's do a podcast." And uh, me not being necessarily high in like the forum ranks or whatever, had offered to edit it 
and do all the audio editing and visual editing for it. So I was able to kind of sneak my way into something that I probably wasn't supposed to. Uh, That's pretty cool. And that, and that was, that was fun. That was fun. We only did about one episode of it because the other one kind of went off the rails. And even back then when I was doing podcasts, like I had a drive to keep them professional. (laughs) So if like there was a lot of dumb shit happening, I'd be like, no, 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 I'm never uploading this again. And I have that file still, and it's still wow. never going to get uploaded at all. <laughs> because, like, it, it would just not as good as the first one, frankly. Yeah. Um, we were a lot more on topic on that one. And I think the visuals, too, because, like, I wanted to be one of those podcasts that had a lot going on on the screen. Mm. So I would make, like, little joke bits. <laughs> oh, wow. Or, like, I would take the... Because it was four people. And each mm. of them had their own like little bloater avatar, which is like just a square head, basically. Mm. I downloaded uh, pictures of those four heads and then put them all in like weird and crazy scenarios. Like in one, they're like fighting a squid and in another, <laughs> they're just like talking and hanging out. But for like every minute or so or a couple of minutes or so, there was one of these scenes. That's and, if not, and if not that, I would try to put gameplay in it, which, you know, while cool, the downside mm. of that was the fact that it took two months to edit <laughs> after yeah. the fact and i got lazy toward the end so that's fair eh. but it was cool it was a it was definitely a growing experience and it kind of uh turned me on to wanting to be in more podcasts with other people yeah i think my uh my p- particular quality of uh podcast is that i i tend to take people that have never been in a podcast and throw them in that scenario and so you get shows like The Lions on our Nerdcast where it's like sometimes we have really great conversations. Right. And then other times it's just off the rails <laughs> completely. Um, and I'm I'm not gonna lie and say that like I enjoyed the off the rails episodes. Right. I will say, however, I've come to tolerate them is the yeah. word I'm gonna use. I've come to tolerate them a bit more That's than fair. back in the day when we started. Yeah, I think I've, I think there's a place for those types of podcasts. And the reason I bring this up is because I think number one, when it comes to podcasting and after you figure out what you're going to talk about, which is kind of the first thing you have to do, uh, you kind of have to figure out the personality. Right. And that's most of the time the hardest part. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is too, and this is something that you got to keep in mind, um, People like your friends and stuff like that, mm-hmm. while cool to have on a podcast, you got to keep in mind the fact that like, maybe they can't just sit there and be entertaining for an hour. Maybe yeah. they can't just talk about things for an hour. You might think, oh, but we talk all the time and we talk at lunch and all this sort of stuff. And that's cool. But like, you put that recording software on and like a little bit of spotlight on them and you try to have a natural conversation. For many people, it can be a horrifying process. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I know a lot of people who would not dare want to do a podcast out of fear of, of messing up or not knowing what to talk about or any time we would hit the dreaded silence <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, right. They'd be terrified to do it. So you got to keep in mind the people that you involve. Um, number one, have to want to do it. And uh, number two, will they fit, like Zach said, the personality that you're trying to go for? Mm. 
But yeah, so I, I guess let's just start, you know, since we're jumping into it, let's just start at the very beginning of the, the thing and sure. it, that it does come down to what do you want to talk about? What is your right. topic? Um, and if you're making YouTube videos, then cool. You already kind of have some kind of niche that you're in probably that you can come up with topics off of. Mm-hmm. Things that are popular, things that your viewers like, uh, that maybe you want to like give more depth or give more of a conversation to. Maybe mm. your ten-minute video didn't cover everything you wanted, and you want more time to talk about something. Well, a podcast can be a perfect fix for that. Exactly. And if that's not what you want to talk about in a podcast, then it's also very okay to kind of expand your brand a little bit and come up with a new topic that you feel like you're very interested in and you could talk about for hours. I feel like podcasts are very natural for experimentation in your Mm. channel, talking about stuff you wouldn't normally talk about for a Mm. lot of people can be a selling point to a podcast. Um, For example, if we're going off this podcast, aside from another YouTube podcast, I do not talk a whole lot about YouTube strategy, anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, there was the one Twitter video that I did. Granted, there was a YouTube advice video that I did before the podcast even started. That was like a couple hours or so. Uh, but for the most part, I don't talk about YouTube a whole lot. Um, I did a couple of midnight vlogs here and there, but by and large, not a lot. Right. So when the idea for another YouTube podcast uh, you know, came to be, I imagine for a lot of my viewer base, this was an opportunity to get my perspective on something that by and large, I don't talk about a whole lot. Like for them, that could be a benefit or a selling point. Like, Oh, you get to talk more about YouTube in depth. Like that might be something I'm interested in. That might be something I'm willing to listen to. And I think the mm-hmm. same thing can be said if you're a YouTuber and you mainly do gaming stuff but you've always had an itch or a passion for something else, turn into a podcast. It, it might be just what you need uh, to get your thoughts out there and you're providing more content to other people as well. Exactly. It's it's really cool because I'm, I'm the same way. There's not a lot of YouTube related, sorry, a lot of YouTube related content that I've made in the past. Um, I've made a little bit. I've done more than Aiden has in that regards. But it's not something that I've gotten gotten super in-depth with. Uh, and so I really like this podcast because we get to talk about something that's a really big part of both of our lives. Mm-hmm. And really go in-depth and also hopefully help people along the way kind of figure out their own, you know, their own journey through this. Sure. And just since we're talking about, like, the creation of a podcast and sort of the ideas... Uh, that can come up when you're making one back when we decided to do this podcast you know the the origin story if you will the inception of it Mm. was simply just me and Zach in a call right yeah talking about YouTube I don't even know what we were there for originally but I think after we did the thing that we were going to do we just kind of spent several hours in call playing games doing other stuff and then the topic of YouTube got brought up and we went back and forth and back and forth and all that sort of stuff. And eventually the idea later came, yo, wouldn't it be cool if we had like just a whole podcast doing this stuff? Yeah. 
wouldn't it be cool if we could uh, just have long episodes where we talk about all these different and unique topics and stuff like that? And like originally too, we brought this up on the podcast. This was originally going to be a Let's Player. It was <laughs> centric podcast, and yeah. that was the case. Because I had started making uh, about a year ago. I started making some videos called YouTube Do's and Don'ts. It was like seven or eight videos. You can still find them on Subedian Games channel if you want to, but they were kind of tailored to specific topics, much like the podcast. They didn't go super into depth like we do, of course, because you can only do so much in an eight to ten minute video. Um, but I had spent a lot of time on the the Let's Play subreddit because I was trying to see, you know, how can I help people over there? How can they help me? Maybe I can get some new viewers from over there, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I realized that there wasn't any kind of Let's Play centric podcast out there. And so when we were talking that one night and we were talking about YouTube and all that kind of stuff. I brought up the fact that I wanted to do a podcast like that. And I was like, yo, you'd be, you know, you'd be good for that, that podcast. Right. And, uh, we talked about it and we, we kind of came to terms that we didn't want to do just let's play because that kind of kept us in a box that we weren't, we didn't want to just be in, mm -hmm. which is, you know, in retrospect for the best at this point. Yeah. I think it's weird of our big things. I think if we had done a Let's Play podcast and stuck to it like we have in this one, mm -hmm. I'm willing to bet by now we would have ran out of main topics and just have been, you know, expounding upon at this point. Yeah, I think so if, too. If there had been 17 episodes of the quote-unquote another Let's Play podcast, mm -hmm. we probably would have ran out of the ideas and Steam topics, which thankfully we have not on another youtube podcast we still have a lot of stuff we want to talk about got plenty yeah which is nice but that's what the name afforded us that was what changing it to youtube allowed us to do it's the fact that like if we wanted to talk about some random corner of youtube one day uh it would fit the theme and we would be able to do that rather right and what's so great about this podcast is we also have given ourselves liberty to talk about content creation stuff outside of youtube <laughs> So if we get to the point where one day we want to do an episode talking about Instagram in depth, we can do that. Right, right. And and that was something that was uh, established fairly, very early on, like mm -hmm. episode five or so, was when we really started getting into outside of YouTube things. And ever since that episode, it's been kind of like a constant around here. Right. And th that brings up my, my next good point is that you know, you're not going to know fully what the podcast is until you start doing episodes. Sure. So, you know, you might get around episode five, you might get around episode 10, and then all of a sudden you've kind of got your personality figured out on the podcast. You kind of got, you know, exactly what the theme of the podcast is. Obviously, you have your main topic at the very beginning, so you're able to focus in on that. But the more you do episodes, the more you're going to kind of figure out okay, this is what I can do, this is what won't work, all that kind of stuff. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, especially with this podcast in particular, because I feel like while you have done a lot of podcasts, really, this is the only one, aside from the Nerdcast, because it originally went under a different name and had mm -hmm. a lot of the same people um, involved. Mm-hmm. This is really the only one that's gone on for long enough to, I think, develop 
into something uh, unique and interesting. Agreed. And that's not actually. that's not to dislike gaming through the ages or movie night or anything like that. I'm just saying those podcasts are at a different point where we're still not like a hundred percent sure how things go episode to episode and things do change even from episode one to two. I right. feel there's been some things that have, that have changed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, cause we didn't have the, your week on podcast section fully developed until later on. And right. You know, we, we weren't able to read comments on a couple episodes because I don't think we had it comments or whatever it may have been, right? Like, we had to kind of evolve into what the podcast is now. And who's to say it's not going to evolve even more, you know? Right. Who's so. to say it's it's not going to change? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm glad we have 17 episodes of this thing so that people can, if they want to, watch and see how it developed over time. Right. I think one of the best ways to figure out like how you want to do a podcast is to listen to your favorite podcast. Go back to the early days. Listen to see how they did things then. Notice mm-hmm. how they changed. Um, and I'm not saying you have to do this. I don't think I've ever done this specifically. But if it's something that you're kind of wondering like or if you're like worrying about how you're going to do a podcast and you want to do one then I think one of the best ways to do that is just kind of go consume some podcasts, you know? Yeah, I think that is a very helpful tip. Me in particular, having seen a lot more podcasts since we originally uh, started Nerdcast, another YouTube podcast, I've been able to kind of pick up on a couple of things as well. In particular, the uh, H3 podcast, which is fantastic. We've talked about it several times on the show for a good reason, because dang, a lot of those episodes are good. But a lot of what I've learned actually has come from Ethan and just how good of a host he is Mm -hmm. and how even though there is definitely a structure to the podcast, like he has questions that he asks and they're all written down and he goes from like order to order. He knows if there's something entertaining that's going on or if there's something that was unexpected. He has the perfect balance of knowing when to let it continue on and then when to move on to the next question. Like he is a he's a master in my opinion of managing the conversation, um, even if it's not on schedule. Like even when there's a random tangent, he'll know like, oh, this will be entertaining to keep in. I'm gonna shut up and let the conversation. Mm. And I think that's that's real smart. Because it's it's very hard. Um, so I would recommend for your first podcast, personally, I would recommend make sure it's. You, maybe one co-host, and then a guest, if you want to do guests. Or mm-hmm. just keep it to you and the co-host. I don't think a roundtable podcast are great to start off with, because that's what I started with, and I'll, I'll explain what a roundtable podcast is. It's essentially you have more than two people talking about a particular topic for an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, usually what happens is, unless you've got people that are used to podcasts, they're used to recording things and trying you know and used to being entertaining you just end up with a lot of tangents a lot of conversations that sometimes feel like they're going on too long um just various problems that end up happening and sometimes they're okay sometimes you can just kind of you know get by with it and be like okay cool that's fine um the episode had some merit to it but other times you have episodes that you feel like 
were almost wasted potential and you're not as proud to put those out. Um, because I do a roundtable podcast and I've had episodes specifically like that where it's just, you know, not everybody here. Exactly. It goes nowhere. And it's, it's tough. I got you. It's, it's definitely a balance to keep with the topic that you're talking about mm-hmm. as well as uh, tangents and funny moments that happen. But there have definitely been episodes where like the topic takes a backseat to whatever random conversation we had in the discord that day mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, what food even. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's the, the thing about podcasts that are so great is that it's like you're listening to a conversation of some friends of yours. That's what I like. It's either, and I guess we should probably get into the the types of podcasts before I start talking about this because there's your educational podcast, kind of like this, mm-hmm. and then there's your conversational podcasts and your entertaining podcast, kind of like the H3 podcast, right? Yeah. I swear I want to stop saying the word podcast so much. Holy shit. I know, right? <laughs> I just caught up on it. I'm like, there isn't really like a good... <sighs> synonym to replace it with yeah so you just kind of end up repeating the word podcast <laughs> a whole lot too many times too many times but hey what are you gonna do it is, what uh, it is. yeah like you said you have your entertaining your informative uh, your educational there's some that focus strictly on the interview aspect of things so they'll treat it almost mm-hmm. like an interview with just a couple of other people there uh there's some that just don't even plan shit and just talk for an hour and that's totally cool as well uh yeah. but you gotta find what your identity is and what angle you're coming at it from. If you want to do just a random conversation between you and a friend and then come up with the episode title later, that's cool. And that's yeah. valid. Um, I think a good one to look at if you're trying to do that kind of podcast is the Super Mega Cast. Okay. They often do that sort of thing where they just come in for an hour and just talk about whatever. And if they need to like edit in an ad break, they'll do that. If they need to edit in like bits and pieces of the conversation that can do that. And it's just very free-flowing, right? Mm. Um, typically, there isn't a lot of planning involved, but because of that, you can get some really funny episodes out of them. And those two guys are pretty great at improv. Right. I think what's great for a podcast like that is that these are two people that already kind of have, some, for lack of a better word, they already have some YouTube clout. They already, you mm. know, they're, they're already kind of established in many ways. Um and so people are going to listen to them talk for an hour. It's just going to happen, right? Yep. So when you're first starting out with your first podcast, and maybe maybe you're like us, you're still a small YouTube channel, but you want to start a podcast because it's smart. We've already told you to do that. Um, maybe you're like, okay, well, I don't know what I can talk about. Maybe you shouldn't do the whole non-planning kind of no-structure podcast because – he, you got to have a reason for people to come to your, you know, to come and listen to it, right? You're right. And, and I think part of the reason, I think part of the reason it works for Super Mega in particular is because of the fact that, by and large, they're a Let's Play show, right? Mm-hmm. And by and large, when you watch a Super Mega Let's Play video, it's not at all <laughs> about the gameplay. It's mainly mm-hmm. about the conversation. And because it's about the conversation a lot of people reasonably will be like, yo, that conversation was so dope. I wish I could just listen to them talk without the game being a distraction. Or I wish I could hear them talk for like a lot longer than the standard 10 minutes. 
I think a podcast in their case works well to them, given the fact that their structure, their channel is structured as a Let's Play channel and builds right. upon conversation, which I think really, really helps the Super Mega Cast and allows for people who are a fan of the Let's Plays to go to the Super Mega Cast and people who are fans of the podcast to watch shorter versions of that with gameplay, essentially. <laughs> exactly. So basically make it work for you. Right. I think it... I think it probably also does really well for the Game Grumps. I haven't listened to their podcast yet, but I bet that's a very similar situation. So that one's interesting in the fact that, like, number one, they stopped doing it. So oh, uh, it got cool. canceled eventually. I think it was a view thing. There oh. just wasn't enough people watching it that they expected to or whatever, which is fine. Um, uh, that's not really that smart because watch time, I'm sure, was still pretty good, but okay. Oh, I bet. I bet. And I love the series. <laughs> I was real sad to see it go yeah. the club in particular. So I'm referring to there, Yeah, but their podcast was a lot more kind of like ours where they definitely had a topic plan and there okay. was definitely a structure to it. And oftentimes the lineup of that podcast in particular was never mm. concrete. It constantly, constantly, constantly changes. There would mm. be episodes where you would have like Aaron and Barry and Matt, and then others were like, Aaron doesn't show up at all. And maybe it's just like, oh. Fre- uh, not Fraser, um, who, Vernon, Vernon even, or people like that. Or maybe some episodes have Ross in it. So mm-hmm. their cast was flexible in the crew and who showed up in it. But as far as like the actual episodes themselves, they very much had a topic conversation. Okay. So yeah, go listen to your favorite podcast, figure out their structures and still that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's not the worst thing in the world. No, Uh, it's not. And I think, too, it's a lot easier for most people to turn a podcast into your own unique thing than it is a Let's Play. Hmm. Because if you're doing a Let's Play, there's a lot involved there. So many times, if you're just starting out, you kind of just want to have something to lean back on and something that, you know, already works. So you look at channels like PewDiePie and Markiplier and you try to emulate their style in hopes of, you know, uh, either developing or maybe just stick to it and get views off of that. I don't know what your plan is. But with podcasts, even when you, like, steal a structure of a podcast, which you really can't do because a lot of podcasts are structured similarly to each other. Like, there's so many of them out there uh, that borrow a lot from each other. So that's one thing. But the other thing, too, it's a lot easier to turn a conversation to your own right? It's a lot easier to just talk about yourself with no gameplay or no distractions or anything like that. Yeah. Completely. I mean, because yeah, exactly. And it's, it's what's so great about them because, again, I find myself mostly listening to when, when I listen to a podcast, it almost feels like I'm in the same room with these people, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm listening to a conversation just kind of develop and I do listen to some educational podcasts, um, but a lot of them I, I really enjoy for the entertaining aspect of it. Sure. A funny moment happens. Somebody makes a phone call during it mm. <laughs> or whatever. Like yeah. real dumb shit like that can be very entertaining, especially when you're not expecting it. whatsoever. Exactly. But yeah, get some get some friends together and try it out and see where it leads you. Uh, maybe you don't want to upload it, but you could at the very least do like a practice run and mm. see how it ends up. And I guarantee you, like, even if it's not good, 
it's probably uniquely bad <laughs> more than likely <laughs> there's probably something fair, unique yeah. about it probably somebody that might listen to it yeah so you never know um let's talk about we've kind of talked about it before but i want to reiterate it for this episode just in case people just come across this uh why why should you have a podcast okay that's a fair point to argue because a lot of people will say like yo i don't know if i can really give up an hour of my time just to do a podcast that might not lead anywhere or something like that like there there are some fears definitely associated some channels are worried that if they like do a podcast it'll somehow you know be boring or clutter their channel or all sorts of other fears mm-hmm. and granted youtubers are often anxious people to begin with uh speaking from personal ironically. experience there very <laughs> yeah. ironically yeah Ooh. wow <laughs> i feel that i don't know how i got that fact uh but yeah, podcasts are something very unique to do. I think one of the benefits of them is that you're able to show a personal side that you might not be able to during your videos. And I feel mm-hmm. like as a YouTuber, we're always trying to build our own personal brand. We're always trying to, you know, market ourselves. And I think having a podcast goes a long way to adding a bit of um, humanity to your channel, adding a bit of relatability, adding a bit of everyday conversation that isn't like super highly produced like let's say any of your other videos right you know there's also the thing like we mentioned earlier having a podcast could be a way to explore another one of your passions that you might not could have been able to do completely i think that's one of my favorite parts about podcasts and not even just as a creator standpoint but as a listener standpoint as well Um, I've learned so much about certain people that I've watched for years, but then put them in a podcast and I learned something new. Right. And it's, and then as a creator standpoint, like I wanted to get more into movies. So I decided to do a podcast with you and uh, and Jay about it called movie night. And it's just another way for me to kind of get more into that interest of mine, you know, get more into that passion Mm -hmm. that's involved there for sure. Uh, but then there's other benefits to podcasts too. One of which is the fact that like, if you're working on really big videos that take a lot of time, having a podcast is a great way to be sure that you're appeasing the YouTube algorithm with uploads. It's a great yes, way to, <laughs> it's a great way to still have content for fans who want to see more of you. One of my favorite channels, uh, rebel taxi does these really big, really great, like, animation related videos whether it's a series review or talking about the fact that like disney xp did like e3 coverage and showed a lot of violence and gore and stuff like that like really good videos but the thing is they take a lot of time and they take a lot of work Mm -hmm. and so what he decided to do with the structure of his channel is on some weeks you get the rebel taxi like highly produced videos and then on other weeks, you get the Rebel Taxi podcast, which is just him and a couple of friends who have topics and talk about animation stuff. And the way his channel works is that, like, it'll go produced video, podcast, produced video, podcast. And so he's able to get another week of time to work on his highly produced stuff while still having content for the people who want to show up <laughs> and watch it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a, that's a smart way to uh, get more stuff out there in general. Completely, I agree. Um, I mean, it's we we've heard so many people that say, 
Well, I do I, I do an animation channel and it's very hard for me to put out daily videos or it's very hard for me to put out weekly videos because it takes so much time. Well, doing a podcast gives you that opportunity to, to give you more time to work on your videos. Mm-hmm. And now that also comes into the question of as far as distributing, you know, where do you put your podcasts at? And we've, we've talked about that last episode. You should use Anchor. But I still very much think that putting podcasts on YouTube is a great, great place to, to put them. Sure. And if you're only doing audio podcasts, having them on YouTube can be an opportunity to experiment visually with what you want to do with them, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to have like an image or uh, often on Blue Couch Podcasts, I just take like 10 seconds of nature footage and just let it loop. Just to get <laughs> something on the screen, anything yeah. at all. Uh, Zach uses that little um, visualizer for sound that shows yeah. up in a lot of his. And I did he, use that at one point, and then I was like, that takes too much time to render, so I didn't <laughs> do it anymore. But uh, Discord or OBS, if you use OBS to record your podcast, which I do for the Nerdcast, um, you can have a Discord plugin that will show who's speaking at any given moment in time. Which is super helpful for big group roundtable podcasts where you might not know everybody right away. Definitely. And you don't have to like, well, you still have to introduce people. Right. People can can latch on a lot easier to figure out who's who. Mm -hmm. Which I think is is dope in general. And then another reason to uh, start a podcast and probably the last one I can think of anyway, is just the fact that like we mentioned in the last episode, they're becoming a huge trend. And because of that, there's a lot more of an audience now who are willing to listen to it than you might have not had years ago. You know, years ago, if you had started a podcast, it wasn't necessarily a guaranteed thing that it would do well. Uh, because, frankly, not a lot of people were interested in them at the time. And there there are a few, granted, that have always been like the diehard podcast fan. Good to you. But we've mm-hmm. definitely seen more of a mainstream appeal toward podcasts, whether you're listening to them on your phone, your smart speaker, uh, your computer, hell, even your MP3 player, if you really want to. If you really want to be that guy who just uses old technology, you can do that and listen to podcasts via that way if be. And Anchor has only made that easier and the audience for podcasts have grown so much that if you're concerned about whether or not a podcast can do well, I guarantee you there's an audience out there for it somewhere. That just wasn't there years ago. Right. For sure. Um, so I guess the, the other reason that I have that you should do a podcast, and this is kind of taking a different approach, is I think it helps you a little bit more as a person and makes you a better conversationalist. Mm-hmm. By far. I think if you're the type of person that's like, I can't keep a conversation with somebody for longer than a couple seconds, then doing a podcast is going to help that a lot. <laughs> I agree. I agree. If you get into YouTube as more of like a, a personal thing for yourself to sort of grow socially, I think throwing yourself into a podcast is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. To sort of learn on the spot, to be able to form conversation, to, you know, kind of improv. Even. There's a lot of improv involved in podcasts, almost like Let's Play as well. And that's a skill that is once again, very helpful. And once again, is a skill that you can apply to many other different facets of your video, not just mm-hmm. podcast. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of things that we tend to overlook, but I mean, just making videos and just making podcasts and these kind of things are very good skills to have that even if you don't make it big online, you can put those skills in a resume and be like, hey, like I, I was consistently doing a podcast for two years that shows that I was able to schedule and plan and do all these things. It also shows that I'm a people person and I can speak to people and have a conversation and like, it's just, it's just like these hard skills that you should have as an adult anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it really does help out in the, in the long run. All right. And I would argue doing a podcast is a lot more of a fun way to learn that than let's say going to like a camp or watching a class or yeah, you definitely. Know, <laughs> a boring opportunity. Like, you're telling me I can improve my social skills and talk about things I like? Like, that's podcast for you pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that, that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And another logistical reason is that when you put up a two and a half hour podcast on YouTube, if one person watches it all the way through, that's two and a half hours of watch time that you just got. Mm-hmm compared to the 10 minute video that you may have put out that one person could have watched all the way through. Exactly. And if your podcast is big, I would argue that might be the quickest way to get that 4,000 hours of watch time than any, if your podcast is huge. Yeah. 100%. I mean, if you're trying to get monetization on your channel and you've already got an audience somewhere else, if you start a podcast, you might get that watch time in like a couple weeks. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> like it's it's crazy how quickly that that could uh, that could end up getting. Yep, one hundred percent. You will eat that shit so up. There you go. That's uh, and and we've talked about how last episode we think that YouTube is kind of going towards this evergreen content route, and podcasts are very evergreen most of the time. Yep, hundred so percent. That helps. It's more He's watch con- time. Yeah. These convos will still be relevant years later. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe not the Facebook streaming one, but the other parts. <laughs> the other parts, I think. The feel. rest of it will be. Yeah, for parts. sure. So we've established so far why you would want to start a podcast mm. and sort of the beginning steps on how to establish one. Mm. I think the next place we should go is just general tips and tricks now that you've started a podcast now that you're doing one what are some ways to improve what are some ways to grow right if you're so, already doing one. for starters um after you've already done a few episodes i do wholeheartedly think you've just got to start recording and just get a few episodes out to kind of really get into the groove of things mm-hmm. after you've gotten at that point you're like, well, how can I improve? How can I make this better? Um, there's the there's the technical side of things, you know, upgrading to a new microphone. If your microphone isn't the best, that obviously helps. But then in terms of conversationally wise, I think it just comes down to doing more and more of them. I agree. 100%. You know? It's kind of a cop-out answer. But it just so happens to be the truth. (laughs) Right. So it works for both of us. Yay. It does. (laughs) But no, seriously, doing more episodes, that's the best way you're going to learn. Like Zach said, it's the best way you're going to find out the personality of your cast. It's a great way to learn what the benefits of the podcast are and what your weaknesses are. 
is just simply by doing a lot of them. And, you know, maybe you don't even feel confident in posting your first episode. Still continue to do it until you find one that you're proud of, right? And mm-hmm. make it. And here's my number one tip so far. Make it a habit of recording these if you're serious about them. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a podcast or a group <laughs> and we schedule a podcast and it's all going to be a big deal and we're ready to do it and it doesn't happen. Yeah. And you know what? Like, yes, it sucks that it didn't happen. More importantly, the next week that we're going to try to record it is going to be a lot harder to do because we've broken that habit. We're now used to the fact where a podcast might not happen this week. So what's to stop it from not happening the next week either? And then granted, this is a lot easier when you have two people <laughs> as opposed mm-hmm. to three, four, five, six. Uh, but the message is the same. Make a habit Absolutely. of trying to record these uh, whenever you can. I'll talk about, personally speaking, um, as the host of a couple of podcasts, my my other podcast, Lions Under Nerdcast, the Roundtable podcast, um, there have been multiple times where we've waited on people and then they just don't show up and then we don't get any information as to why they're not there. And so we end up just not doing a podcast that episode that night. Um, but then, you know, I've also been at fault at times too. If you're the host of a podcast, you have to, you have to make sure you're showing up when you say you're going to be there. And I'm really bad about this. Um, and I'm trying to improve at this. Mm-hmm. But it is it, it can be a problem because if you're not there when you say you're going to be there, then why should your guests, why should your co-hosts, why should they show up the next week? Um, yeah, exactly. And I can say personally too that like with this podcast in particular, you got to keep in mind me and Zach are the only two people. So yes, Zach definitely has a responsibility to himself to be sure that these get recorded so that he can put them on his channel and profit, yada, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. If I'm not there, though, the conversation doesn't happen. So I also have to be personally responsible of when Zach gives me a time, I got to either, you know, be there <laughs> or try to reschedule it to a right. time that will work for him, honestly. You know, I got to do my part as a co-host to be there every week. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't happen because there's only two people, right? Zach can't just talk about YouTube by himself. I mean, he probably could, TBH. No, and he has. I don't want to do uh, that. <laughs> but that's not how this podcast works. Yeah. That's not the appeal of it. It's <laughs> like I still have to show up. And it's the same thing with Nerdcast for me, even though I'm not the host and I'm not involved if there's a topic that i'm interested in i gotta do my part to make sure that i'm a part of the roster i gotta make sure and do my part that i sign up and i gotta be there even if it's at a weird ass time that doesn't necessarily work with me right for the benefit it, of the cast for the benefit of the other people involved it's a hundred percent gotta be real selfless <laughs> so much about communication because life happens shit happens yep. you plan a podcast you end up having to go do this thing that you didn't know you were gonna have to do and so you, you, what, what do you do? You let everybody know, hey, podcast's going to have to start later. Hey, I'm not going to be there tonight. We're going to have to do it another time. You have to be as 100% you know, into the communication of things as possible because if you don't, then you're just going to lose your guests. You're just going to lose your co-hosts and you're just going to lose the podcast. And that's a very real thing that happens. Mm-hmm. 
I fear the day when we have a really important guest that's going to stop by, and for whatever reason, right, I get yeah. hit with like the worst life stuff imaginable. <laughs> because, like, I don't want to let that guest down. I don't know right. if this is going to be the only opportunity we're able to get them, right? And granted, mm. we've only had one guest so far, Jay, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> uh, but even then, like, Jay being as weird as he is, I don't know if we're going to get another opportunity to record this episode. Right. I probably need to be there to make sure that happens. And it's tough. <laughs> it's definitely one of the toughest parts about doing a podcast is that kind of management of having people there and you making sure that you're there and just kind of the, the part where you show the fuck up, right? It's the hardest part. Um, yeah. Right. Um, it's the hardest part. 100%. And so I guess ways to fix that 100%. is number one communication. Number two, make sure you schedule things ahead of time as much as possible. Um, there will be, I mean, there will be times where I'll hit up Aiden and be like, yo, are you free tomorrow to do the podcast? He'll be like, yeah, sure. And so then we're good. But then there will be other times where maybe I need to message him sooner and be like, hey, can you do it this such and such day? And then we schedule it that way, right? It just kind of depends on the given week. And mm-hmm. like right now it's summertime, so I know neither of us are really too busy. But gotta got to make sure that things are <laughs> – yeah. It'll change. It'll change. And that's the other thing too that I need to mention um, – you guys know, 100%, we're not perfect at this either. You would think that, hey, there's only two people on this podcast. How hard can it be to record it and schedule it? <laughs> you can go back and look at the playlist <laughs> for proof. Uh, things get in the way a lot. A lot of the time, they get in the way. It's <laughs> crazy. Even with just two people. And and my solution, if you want like a lazy, <laughs> a lazy fix, is don't do podcasts with I five agree. people. If you want the lazy answer. I agree. Um, yeah. I I want to briefly talk about the, the nerd cast because I, I, I mentioned it to you just a little bit ago when we took a little, little recording break. Uh, but I found out that one of the podcasts we were going to do, uh, one of our guests wasn't able to be there one night after we scheduled it. And then we were going to try to do it a couple of other nights that week and we just weren't able to. Uh, he wasn't able to be there. So I'd improvise because I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I get content out. I'm trying to, you know, be a little more professional with these things. And so when I realized that there was no way I was going to get this particular episode recorded this week, I had to come up with a different solution. So uh, one of the things I came up with is mm-hmm. even though it's a roundtable podcast, that doesn't mean every episode has to have five people in it. Um, and so I came up to do like a meet the guest type thing. And so I've got an episode coming out, or it just came out yesterday, as you're listening to this, where I'm talking to one of our guests, Kyle, that's usually on the podcast, and it's just me and him kind of talking about nerd culture and how it relates to his life, and that kind of stuff. And I think it turned out really well. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you gotta, you know, if you're not able to get things done exactly the way you want it to, feel free to improvise, feel free to try new th- things on the podcast, it might work out well. And we've had multiple times on this podcast too, where we go in with the idea that we're going to do this topic and then we might not be feeling it that day, or we've recorded this topic two times (laughs) and it got corrupted. I'm not doing it a third time. (laughs) 
things get pushed back, things move forward. The SEO <laughs> episode stays five weeks ahead of us yeah. at all times. You know, things yeah, like be able to adapt to things it. like I that. mean, yeah, episode <laughs> what was it, episode two, YouTube and school. Was that what it was? Yeah, like we we came into it. We we're like, we're gonna do this yep. particular topic, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then both of us just found out that we were just shitting on school when we got into the when we got into like the the call the entire time. We're like, oh man, all this is happening, and we're tired, and we don't want to be here, and we actually don't want to record tonight, but we already set aside a date to record, and so that's what it, the podcast ended up being about. <laughs> I agree. Yep. And that's a really good episode, <laughs> to be fair. You know, it ended up turning out really well. I think it's Jay's That's very favorite, surprising actually, considering his thoughts on the, your weekly <laughs> YouTube part, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that whole, I think the yeah. difference with that one is that whole yeah, episode's exactly. essentially your week on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, hey, what are you going to do? I feel you. Uh, as far as technical advice is concerned, um, the number one thing, obviously, is to make sure you have a good microphone. If you're looking for a starter microphone, the Blue Snowball, mm. it's like 50 bucks. You can get it at Walmart. I've seen them at Walmart. They're cheap and easy. After that, you could go up to a Blue Yeti, which is 100 and that's the mic I'm using. Or if you want to get even more than that, start upgrading to like actually good DSLR yeah. mics. That um, I've mentioned it before. I have an audio that'll cost a bit more, obviously. <laughs> 2020 plus uh, it's really good I like it a lot uh, mm-hmm. I think it cost like 250 so a little steep um, but there are definitely more professional microphones that cost right. hundreds of dollars that I'm not touching right now because I got that kind of money yeah, um, yeah <laughs> exactly. audio is super important and if you're having yeah. guests you should probably make sure ahead of time Agreed. that they have a decent microphone setup at least, or you'll end up recording episodes with people that just have a headset mic. No. Right. Not at all. It's not a good thing <laughs> at all. Right. We haven't had to turn anyone down yet because of that. But I will um, say back in the day, but I could foresee that um, being an issue. Definitely. My, my first podcasts technically were E3 after parties. I got into a call with some people and did like, this is back in like 2012. Oh boy. And not only was my audio quality not good because I had a shitty headset mic, but like there was one dude in one of them that had like a fan going on the entire time. <laughs> like we're talking about just episodes that are like earlier last year, I was going to try to go back to some old podcasts and try to make little highlight moments of it and stuff. And I was like, I can't cause this audio quality is that bad. So, so Keep terrible. That in mind. Uh, <laughs> don't be like, don't make mistakes like that, like I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be aware of your surroundings too. If you have a fan and shit going on, like number one, turn it off, or at the very least, um, ask if they can hear it or not. Because if they yeah. can't well, hear I mean, it, no, that's exactly what it is, right? If the either. people in the call can hear your mic or can hear other stuff in your mic, then your recording can hear that mic. It's the exact same mic. It's the exact same setup. Um, there right. are ways to edit out certain things like that. Noise remo- removal in um, any kind of audio editing software is very important, and I still use it. Um, yeah. Yes, Audacity in particular so. has pretty good um, Don't have a chair that's fucking squeaky, because mine does that sometimes. You can probably hear it. It's 
probably annoying. Um, <laughs> I need to fix that. If someone comes in with a bowl of uh, chicken nuggets, <laughs> just hypothetically, no, I'm not, <laughs> not, not saying it's happening. But maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to go take a bite of a chicken nuggie, wait until yeah, yeah, the other definitely. person's talking and then mute your mic. You know, there's little things you can do like that where you, if you have to do something, uh, at least mute it or turn mm-hmm. yourself away from the microphone. That can go a long way in helping. Uh, the Yeti in particular picks up sound from all sorts of angles, but if I like turn my chair around and my chair's blocking it, I can right. get like a little. I think water in. is very important. <laughs> I can get a little something going on recording a podcast because especially if it's like these where they can be upwards from two to three hours, you're gonna have to have something to hydrate yourself. It's just not healthy to not have water in in a span of two to three hours, um, or something to drink, right? Um, but do be aware right. of that. I have a cup of McDonald's tea right here. I can't exactly just drink it really loudly because that would get right into the audio. Sure, sure. I know we're a bit more lax on this one, uh, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. (laughs) Uh, Game controllers in particular, you might not think that it's caught (laughs) on the audio, Uh, but it is. (laughs) And I can tell when... And uh, when things get hectic, <laughs> because you can hear yeah. a lot louder uh, when those moments happen. Most of the time, I will say it's okay, because it's very quiet. Other people are talking. If you're talking over it, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> if you're the type of person that gets a little angry when you play your video games, don't uh, maybe that. don't yeah, I agree. do that you hear my game <laughs> during the podcast. Very cool. I'm, I'm playing... Uh... I haven't been able to yet, no. So this controller is very quiet, and this is forever going to be my podcast game. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. (laughs) I feel you. Oh, yeah. But there have been Um, episodes in the past where I've been able to hear it before. Don't play games like The End is Night during a podcast, because it's very hard, and you end up pushing buttons really quickly (laughs) and hard, and, yeah. Agreed. And it's, I think it's, I think it depends on, like, (laughs) what you're trying to get out of the atmosphere of your, of your podcast, because if I was going to have like some kind of guest on, I would obviously not be playing any kind of video game during the, during the episode, because I would want to make sure that, you know, I'm fully like, I'm investing my time into this conversation now, obviously, but with another person that definitely can, you know, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like get more into it. Yeah. I got you. We're, we're, while we are more professional than the nerds cast, uh, we still keep it pretty chill here most of the time, too. And again, you could probably point out in many another YouTube podcast episode where my dog barks or something happens or whatever. And that's cool. Uh, but I try at the very least to let my family know yo, recording, don't come in here, don't make a big noise or fuss or whatever. Uh, Ethan came in here at the start of this and I just put my <laughs> finger over my lip and I was like, Shh, and he left and he knows that's when I'm yeah. recording Nerdcast and other And obviously, like you know, the bigger you get, the more professional you get. Maybe you'll have a podcast studio. Maybe you have a recording studio, which is which would be really dope. Uh, but when you're living with I other wish. people and you're recording <laughs> out of your own house, then it obviously, there's obviously some other boundaries you have to deal with. 
And at the end of the day, I don't think too many people actually care about this. Um, I've, I've definitely listened to some podcasts where, or even like let's plays where you can hear a dog in the background. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Whatever. You know, not something that bothers me. And I don't think it bothers a whole lot. of people. <laughs> so it's okay. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a sensitivity right. to it. Some people are more sensitive to it than others. Um, and even, I wouldn't say there's been a nerd cast or anything where mm-hmm. the background noise got to a point where it was too distracting. Uh, but it has come up several yeah. times where I can point it out. I'll be yeah. like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> well, I remember that in the call. <laughs> I was recording with Kyle. He, uh, I don't know what he was messing with, but he dropped something a couple of times. <laughs> And he'd be, but he would, he would like bring attention to it. So it'd be like, oh fuck, I dropped something. <laughs> just thinking, what are you, what are you messing with, Kyle? <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Well, keep dropping stuff. What can you do? What can you do? As far as how you want to record your podcast, um, Audacity is a good way to just simply mm. have everybody in the call record Audacity and then put them together and edit it that way. Or if you want to be a lot more simple and don't want to have to sync anything, uh, get something like OBS or Bandicam where you can record uh, audio coming from your speakers. That way you can hear everybody else, but also your own audio as well. And then just make sure the levels are good. That Um, way one isn't too loud. Learn how to master your audio if you really want to get into it. That includes like noise removal so that if you do have your computer fan going in the background, which I know you can probably hear a little bit, um, you won't be able to hear that in the actual recording. And, you know, there's certain things like that that you can make the audio sound better if you just kind of learn it. And it's a, it's a little difficult to, to learn that kind of stuff, but there are tutorials. So. Yeah, there's stuff out there. For sure. I want to learn it eventually um, myself. I currently so. use Bandicam for hey, I the recordings you. with Aiden. I use OBS with the recordings with the Nerdcast um, and then record my audio separate with Audacity. I'm thinking about moving to Adobe Audition because I know I can set it up to where I can record two different tracks and be able to edit through there and it'd be a lot easier, but we'll see. There's a lot of different ways. In terms, I agree. In terms of the video side of things, (laughs) don't fall into the trap that I've Mm -hmm. made where I wanted to make everything a little too visual. Like it's a podcast people more than likely are going to listen to it and do something else. Whether they like tab out of your podcast and like, you know, work on something or maybe they're tweeting or maybe they're in the car doing other things. Like, yes, it's a YouTube video. Visuals are indeed important, but you got to keep in mind the general audience of a podcast is not necessarily demanding that you have to have these crazy visuals going on all the time. Keep it simple keep it clean and be sure you're able to do it for multiple episodes because some podcasts are up into like the 1000s and if you really don't have a visual style set in place for your podcast now would kind of be the time to figure that Mm -hmm. out before you get too many episodes (laughs) do you want to go over like our little aesthetic that we got uh, (laughs) for another youtube podcast or well, yeah, like the logo yeah, so and we, how it all kind of came together. I don't remember exactly how that all happened. Um, we kind of just like put some shit together and was like, does this look good? 
and continued until we found something that we kind of liked. Um, yeah. I remember we did some crude drawings, or I did. In oh, camp, yeah, that's being right. Like, Make it yeah. look like this with the thing on the top or whatever. And there were different versions of the logo as well. I know the paper crumple background yeah. wasn't a thing until a bit later on. Um, but we had a lot of those conversations about how it would look. The color scheme was very much a decision where it's like, this is the YouTube color scheme. So we're going to make exactly. it look like it's like a YouTube related thing. You know, taking into account what your podcast is about, what color choice would fit and how you want it to look like. It shouldn't take a lot of time, granted, because it's a podcast, but doing a little bit uh, can go mm. a long way into giving your podcast Definitely. a certain style or theme. Um, trying wow, to scroll yeah. back in our DMs where I can find that, because I know it's in here. <laughs> I like to not care too much about the visual like aspect of the podcast as well, just like Aiden said, because I know personally... When I listen to podcasts, I'm not looking at the video at all. I'm probably doing something else because that's the time that I have to listen to podcasts. Um, but I do like to, just in case if somebody is watching it and they want to know where they're at in the episode, I have it like segmented. So if, if for any YouTube, for any another YouTube podcast, you can clearly see at least, you know, kind of where the, the your week on pot your week on YouTube section stopped and started. You can see where the main topic started and stopped. You can see where the uh, the comment section started. And then there's the outro that is just basically the same mm-hmm. end screen for all my videos. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. Pretty standard for the most part. And another option you could do too is mm-hmm. Like, do a video cast. Maybe have it where on YouTube you get to see, like, webcam perspectives. And Heck, if you're doing it in the same room with other people, like, in person, and you have a decent camera, like, that could be another option, too, of just recording the roundtable. That'd be cool. And if you want to get super, like, like, let's just say you're a big YouTuber, you kind of found this podcast. Thank you, by the way. And you're like, I want to get into podcasts. What should I do? (laughs) <laughs> and you have a lot of money to do it. I don't see why you shouldn't do something like H3H3 does. Have like a recording room and have it set up so you have somebody back there able to change the scenes to the different cameras on on the spot and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a really cool setup and I'd love to do that at some point. So, I agree. Did you? Cool. <laughs> I found it, by oh, the way. Boy. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> remember that <laughs> so to give you an idea basically for those listening it's essentially two black bars with a red circle at the top it just says logo on it and all the text is like comic sans but like i guess originally we were gonna do red and black yeah i think <laughs> you know the reason white, i, I didn't go with that is because red and black together like that or red text on a black background just is not good to like read for people it's like a whole color theory thing. Yeah. It's kind of weird, yeah. yeah. You gotta but, keep uh, that in mind. Yeah. It's, uh... Sure. <laughs> but the idea of, like, having the topic and the episode Absolutely. title at the yeah, bottom, like, that's episode. still there today. So, hey, I mean, we got a little bit a little bit out of that. Even if it, even if it wasn't. So I guess the next natural time. step into this 
podcast exploration thing that we're doing is the thing I can think about is distribution. Um, which again, we did right. talk about last episode. We've talked about it before, but anchor the, the podcast platform that's pretty brand new is the perfect place to start a podcast on. Um, do you want to briefly Agreed. go into what anchor is for anybody that maybe have not listened Where's to the, the last couple episodes? Okay. So basically anchor is a app and website which allows you to record podcasts and then put them up for the community of anchor people to listen to. I don't think there's a name. Anchors? Anchor, anchorins? <laughs> anchor, anchors? Yeah. Man, the branding on that must Stay be Stay anchored. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other cool... <laughs> Stay anchored? Oh, yeah. I love probably. that. Probably. That's probably a shirt that says that somewhere that I could buy. 100%. But yeah, Anchor is a place where you can upload podcasts and have the community of people on Anchor listen to it. The other cool thing about it, and the part that we're really going to get into as well, is once your podcast is on Anchor, Anchor then allows you to upload it to a bunch of different podcast-centric sites. Google Play, uh, the Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. and a bunch of different exactly. things out there for free. <laughs> like, no cost to you at all. So even if you're like, well, you know, maybe I want to do a podcast, but not necessarily for the Anchor crowd, you putting it up on Anchor will allow you to put it anywhere else you and they're constantly adding to the list. So chances are, if your favorite podcast platform isn't on there now, exactly. it'll probably be soon. It's what back in the day, if you did podcasts, and I say back in the day, like literally a year ago, um, if you wanted to do a podcast, you had to pay for <laughs> um you had to pay to get these podcasts on the other platforms. You had to pay some independent company to host your podcasts so that you could put it on your website and so you could put it on iTunes and Google Play. And usually it's pretty expensive. It's like, here's a, you, you pay like $50 a year or $50 a month even for some of these just to get it enough space to hold the amount of episodes that you plan on doing in the future. And it's pretty ridiculous. It's it's, it's really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anchor has given us the opportunity to host it completely for free. And if you have a separate podcast, you can just make a different account. And you get to, like he said, show the podcast on Anchor and then put them on other platforms. Yep. And I wanted to add, too, that if you plan on making podcasts on Anchor... Mm-hmm. It's the easiest way to do it off your phone. So if you want to record a podcast from Definitely. your phone, then you should 100%. Um, one of the reasons why 100%. we say that like you should start a podcast is because it's never been easier. It's never been more affordable because it's free now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's the perfect way to get into making content in general, I think. I agree. Technology's gotten to the point where it's easy. Anchor's gotten to the point where it's easy to distribute and super accessible for mobile people. And the audience has gotten to a point where they're starting to crave a lot more long-form podcast content that the algorithm on YouTube favors and mm-hmm. that people all across should... the world are interested in. Everything's kind of come together really nice. I should probably me. point out <laughs> one of the stigmas with YouTube is that 
you know, you start YouTube to be a YouTuber, you make content for YouTube, you make YouTube videos. Um, so a lot of people might be thinking, well, if I'm putting podcasts on Anchor, why would I want to separate my my listener base by putting it on iTunes and Google Play as well? Why don't I just choose one? It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could go exclusive, but there's no really, there's no real upside to it at all. All right. Unless Google is like offering you a sick deal where they're like, we'll pay you a thousand dollars to keep your podcast on here, then go for it, obviously. But, but, but otherwise, if there really isn't a financial incentive to do Mm. so, the more the merrier, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, crossplay definitely is a thing we also got to keep in mind as well. If you listen to it on YouTube, maybe they want to check it out on iTunes. If you're on Google Play and you mentioned you have a YouTube channel, maybe that'll get people over to YouTube. Like, because it's everywhere, exactly. more people are going to be able to figure out about you. You know, you don't have to worry about like, oh, what about the Apple community or the Google community or this community or that one? You're covering all of them. You're covering all, and you're giving your listener base a lot more options. Which right. I would argue that it's very appreciable. Really <laughs> iTunes podcast community, like there is a YouTube community, right? I think it's very much sure. This is a this is a platform that people use to listen to podcasts and music. Um, it just so happens that your podcast is also on there. So, yeah, I, I just think it's it's very important for like mm-hmm. podcast distribution. Put it everywhere you can. And it gives you a shot at mm-hmm. more viewers and gives you a shot at it being more successful, which is what you want. So Yeah, and then let's just I briefly suppose. talk about <laughs> making money with, with podcasts. I know that's a big concern with people. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Basically, the way I see a lot of people doing it, whether it's the H3 podcast, the Super Mega podcast or even occasionally on a couple episodes, the Lions Honor Nerdcast. Typically how it would go is a company will approach you with an offer to mention this in your podcast. And oftentimes they'll give you like a little script to read off of, or maybe they're just like, just mention it in the podcast. I don't care how you do it, whatever. And then when a point comes in the podcast where you felt like you've offered enough content, hit them with the ad. Or maybe hit them with the ad at the beginning and then get right into it. However you want to do it. But basically companies are your sponsor for your podcast. And so if you have a sponsor who's willing to pay you to mention ads on every single one of your podcast episodes, well then that probably will give you a reason to do more podcasts and who knows. Right. Obviously it's not guaranteed when you're starting out. (laughs) Um, I still don't really put sponsorship brand deals in these, these podcasts quite yet because I don't have it. What I have put out there, I don't actually use anymore. And so there's no reason for me to do that yet. <laughs> but once this podcast kind of gets a little, little bigger and I'm able to like, be approached by more companies or if I'm able to like approach a certain amount of companies and I find something that I think would be suitable for the YouTube podcast, then I'll very much have like this episode is brought to you by such and such. Go check out their website. Um, and that, that comes in different forms. You can get sponsorships where people will pay you for like an advertisement spot, very similar to like ad spots and TV, but also um, there are the, the uh, affiliate 
deals where you you're like go check out this product we've done this before in the episode uh where i was like i use this particular podcast or i use this particular microphone go hit this amazon affiliate link and uh if you want to buy that pot that microphone then i could make a little money from it those links don't work anymore because mm-hmm. you have to make a sell in 90 days and 90 days are over so but it's right. okay I'll, i'm gonna do that again in the future. I'm not too worried about it. So sad. Channel's not big enough. I think, I think the important thing to keep in mind is to understand that there is a balance between mm. normal podcast content and ads. There should not be a point in a podcast Absolutely where not. there's more time spent <laughs> on ads than the actual podcast. Yeah. That should be fairly obvious. Uh, but some people will get way too carried away and do that. Also keep in mind the frequency mm. at which you do an ad. You know, maybe 30 minutes for the first one, an hour for the second one. Maybe you want to like hit them all up at one area. However you want to do it, that's fine. But no, like there will be a point where some people will consider it to be too intrusive and will just find another podcast. Mm. Because let's point this out. With podcasts getting as big as they are, competition is going to start becoming. And people, and this should be obvious too, not everybody has time to listen to every podcast in the world. Like, let's say Let's Play Change. You know? They're a bit too long to do one from everybody in one day. Uh, Especially, (laughs) I mean, because most podcasts are weekly. And if there's like 20 creators that you really like that are doing weekly podcasts, 20 podcasts is a lot of content. Like, even if they're an hour long, that's almost an entire day yep. of content. So it's it's very hard to keep up with that kind of stuff as a listener. I agree. But just, just know about the whole ad thing. Going back to uh, podcast mm-hmm. tips, I guess we should point this out. You can do daily podcasts. Same. I would recommend you um, It depends on it depends on your niche. If you are I don't know mm-hmm. into microbiology and there's no bi- microbiology podcast and you can talk about it for hours upon hours and you feel like you can like provide enough content for a daily podcast and do like hour long episodes or even 30 minute episodes every day, go for it. You know, but if you're covering yeah. video games, you're talking about video games, something that's already, you know, overly, you know, already oversaturated to a certain extent, then maybe doing that daily would not help you at all. <laughs> right. And that's sort of a point that's interesting for a lot of people of like, yeah, you can do a daily podcast. But keep in mind, mm-hmm. not every viewer is going to watch every episode. I know for a fact, even with this podcast, that besides maybe me, uh, there's nobody I know who's sat down patient. and watched every episode except for maybe maybe like, Calfro, me, yeah. patient, maybe Calfro, maybe. Um, and if you're doing them daily, you're introducing a high likelihood that right people aren't going to watch all your episodes. They're going to frankly watch the ones that are most important to them, which is fine. But then if you also in those daily podcasts be like, you remember we talked about so-and-so 
We're like, wait, no, no, we don't, because you upload like <laughs> one every exactly. damn day, and I've missed a month worth of podcasts <laughs> because of that. Like, I took a break. And the other thing too, like, mm. we can get burnt out doing daily podcasts. You know, like, it's fun for me and Zach to sit here and do uh, YouTube talking for about an hour. If we did it yeah, every day, we'd burn, we'd out, burn out by like Thursday. <laughs> yeah from listening to it <laughs> it's 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 a lot easier if it's shorter like right. if you want to do like 20 minutes a day fine even 10 minutes go for it but then you're kind of losing a bit of that factor that makes podcasts unique in the first place being that they're long so you got to keep that in mind that that's kind of a trade-off there i would just recommend doing weekly podcasts at whatever length you want yeah, I think there's sure two caveats to like this week. whole I want to do daily podcast topic, which I haven't heard many people talk about. But if if it's something really you really want to do, I, I do think, like you said, making the episode shorter would help a lot. Uh, maybe like 20, 30 minutes a day. I don't think that's pushing it because people release 20, 30 minute videos every day currently. And I think that's okay as long as you're able to provide sure. value in every episode. I think that's super important. Um, and then the other thing is maybe you want to do multiple podcast episodes a week, but you have different interests. So maybe, you're, maybe your podcast is too broad and you could actually turn that one podcast into three different podcasts and then have multiple episodes out a week. That could, I mean, that that would not only help sure. your audience kind of figure out what they want to come and watch and what they want to listen to, but also kind of help keep any kind of burnout that could be could be occurring. Mm-hmm. Could be potentially there. Uh, I will say with wanting mm-hmm. to do multiple podcasts, I think that's a fine idea in and of itself. The thing you got to keep yes. in mind with that one is that they have to be different from each other. And while doing one podcast is easy to be unique because you've never done one before and, you know, you have this particular cast and you can just talk whenever, it is very easy, on the other That's hand, true. to do three mm-hmm. podcasts that all sound similar to each other. <laughs> so you really, really, really have to take the time to do things like make sure the branding's different, make sure the topics that you're talking about really mm-hmm. are different enough to warrant a whole other podcast. And this is something that I personally believe in, but Uh you could disagree on and that'd be totally fine. Yeah, I agree. Get a different cast of people. At least, at least some difference. Like there can be a little bit of cross through where like, Oh, Hey, Aiden's on this one, whatever. That's cool. But if Mm. Aiden's on everything all the damn time on all three, gets a little bit. Yeah. I get what you're saying. (laughs) Um, and I, I think if it definitely think. depends on what route you're taking. First off, I should point out, if you're just starting in podcasts and you're making your first one, don't start trying to do three. Just don't. You're going to be burnt out completely and you're not going to want to do podcasts right. at all. Um, I'll, I want to bring up uh, Take your time. a particular your group one. of people. <laughs> uh, their, their channel is called Duckfeed TV. They don't have. They do have a YouTube channel, but they primarily just do podcasts. They're a production, a podcast production company in a sense that's mainly headed by two guys. Um, they started a podcast called Watch Out for Fireballs, gotcha. where they talk about video games every week, and 
then they realized that they wanted to talk about more video games. So they kept that podcast dedicated to older games, and then they started another podcast with one of the guys and then another guy where they talked about indie games, specifically indie games. And then they were like, okay, well, we want to do more than that. So let's do another podcast about shitty games. And we just talk about shitty games, but the what's so special about this podcast <laughs> is they talk about the game for maybe 15 minutes, and then it's just kind of 45 minutes of bullshit because they don't really want to talk about the game because it's awful. Um, <laughs> and then they were both like, right. we really like Dark Souls. We really want to do a podcast about Dark Souls. And while we could do that on our current podcast, let's just start up an entire podcast dedicated to that series and have like 20 episodes on just Dark Souls 1. And uh, the, the, the point that I'm getting at is these guys, mm-hmm. uh, there's two of them mainly, but then the cast does change up a little bit and they have like other people come in and do other things. But they have like 20 podcasts, which is insane. Like they put out, they probably put out anywhere That's from crazy. 24 hours of, of content a week or something like that. Um, Yeah. But it's like, that's what they mainly do. They do like some articles here and here and there um, on their own little thing. Some of them, you know, sometimes they make their own videos. Sometimes they stream and do that. But their main gimmick is that they do podcasts. And it works out really well. I listen to Mm -hmm. a lot of their stuff on a regular basis. Um, Like they had, they wanted to talk about the Dark Tower series from Stephen King. So they made another podcast dedicated to that. They wanted to talk about the X-Men comic, uh, X-Men cartoon series. They made a podcast about that. It's just like all these different nerd, nerdy related things. And they do it really well, which is what, what I like about <laughs> it. Sure. And like you mentioned too, right. all of their series are unique enough from each other. That like if there's not a whole lot mm-hmm. of uh, burnout associated. And I think another thing that can be brought up too is podcasts don't have to go on forever. It's not a thing where if you start it, it has to have a thousand episodes. A lot of people, this is kind of a misconception, but like podcasts can and oftentimes should end. If you've reached the point where you've Mm -hmm. talked about all you want to talk about, end it. And you're like, well, what about next week? Or, you know, what if I want to keep the fan base going or whatever? I get that, and that's a real fear, but they're going to hate you a lot more for dragging out the same shit on episode 3000 whatever because you've already talked about it already, right? You're doing yourself a favor to end it while it's good, while it's on a high note, and while you've covered everything you possibly can, you know? Not every podcast needs to go on forever, and I think if you're doing multiple ones and, like, you're worried about, like, oh, people are going to get burnt out, you know, some podcasts could be 10 episodes and it'll be over and that's I cool. agree. <laughs> and then you can move on um, to something else. <laughs> I'll, I'll use these guys as an example. Like I said, they did a Dark Souls podcast and they started with Dark Souls 1 and they got through the entire game and it took them like 20 something episodes. And then they were waiting on Dark Souls 2 to come out. They decided they were going to do that for that series. But in the meantime, the game Demon Souls came out before that and it was in the same vein of, as Dark Souls. So they talked about it. And then they did an entire like season just on that game. Dark Souls 2 came along. While they were waiting on Dark Souls 3, they were like, well, we got to figure out what we're going to do because 
we don't want to just let the podcast go dormant. So they talked about Souls-related games, just kind of games that were in the same vein as Dark Souls. A lot of the most commonly news games like Dark Souls, that kind of stuff, right? Um, but what I like about what they did with it right, is right. after Dark Souls 3 came out, after Bloodborne came out, after they talked about those all the way through, they talked about a couple of other small games that were related to the series, and then they decided to end the series. Um, and I think they picked the perfect spot to end it. A mm. lot of people weren't particularly happy about it. They were like, we still wanted the podcast to go on. And sure, once the next game in those series comes out, they'll want to talk about it, but they have another podcast where they can do that. So, yeah, that's just kind of an example. 100%. It's definitely a, a, mm-hmm. a thing that'll probably hurt you in the short term, but long term will end up saving you a lot of hours For sure. and time and creative freedom <laughs> later on when you want to do something else. You know, there may be a point when this podcast too has said all it's needs to say yeah. and we'll move on and we'll do something else. I think so. Right? Yeah. We'll do another podcast about whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not even close to that. <laughs> we got a long way to go. We still have a lot of uh, topics, but. You know, you shouldn't be afraid to stop it and try something else. Even if not everybody is going to like it. Even if you have a big fan base associated with it. A cool thing about podcasts is, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people come for you in the conversation. So if you talk about something else, you'll probably get a lot of the same people back regardless. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're there for you and your Um, people in conversation. Well, and it's like on the topic of this podcast, right? I don't think another YouTube podcast is going to be around for a very long time. Like, I don't think it's going to be, you know, something we continue doing it for years and years and years. We might. I don't know. But I don't think we have enough to talk about that we're going to end up doing that. But it's no, there's no reason why this podcast may very well just kind of evolve into something different, you know? We've talked about doing interviews and we might get to the point where interviews (laughs) is the only thing we can do because we've talked about all the main topics. And so I think it's okay to evolve your podcast like that. Agree. Sure. Feel free to change things up. Feel free to add someone else to the roster. Uh, Feel free to try different things all together and maybe Mm -hmm. even the way you shoot it and film it and segments and everything. Like again, podcasts are so natural to experimentation I think it, it's mm-hmm. it's a good thing to do that often. However, and this is another another warning um, to people out there: podcasts, their mm-hmm. brand, if you will, has a lot to do with the look of it. Obviously, like we mentioned before, but also yeah. the people associated with it. And if there comes a point where a specific member decides to leave or end it know that that will have probably big ramifications on the podcast as a whole, depending on whether yeah, or not that's they were true. popular. Um, for instance, I'm kind of curious. You, you know about the co-optional podcast. Yeah. Um, for those people that don't know, I've never yeah. actually listened to it, so I can't speak on like the quality of it. I'm sure it's good, but it was started by total biscuit who just passed away recently. Um, which obviously means that they had to change up part of the cast. I mean, and there's, it still looks like they're continuing the podcast. So I, I don't know how that's going to turn out. I don't know how yep. people are going to feel about it. 
maybe they've already made that switch a lot sooner than I realized. So because they were aware that this was going to end up happening. Um, but that is a very real, that is a very real issue. Sometimes cast members have to change um, because of certain issues. Right. And for many people that can often be a deal breaker or if it's someone that wasn't mm -hmm. crucial to the cast, you know, maybe it can just be like another thing, whatever. Nobody minds. Uh, but keep in mind, whoever you do decide to pick needs to probably be reliable, needs to probably be there. And if people really get attached to them, you both need to be dedicated to it regardless, because there can come a point where if something breaks down and something needs to change and you have to make a, a change, not everybody's going to be as yeah. um, nice about well, it. And in the same vein <laughs> as the last thing we were talking you know. about, how it's okay to end a podcast. Um, I listened to Ray William Johnson's podcast back in the day where he was dating Anna Akana and they did a podcast together and it was their podcast and they stopped dating. So the podcast just had to end. And I very much yep. appreciate that they just ended the podcast and didn't just try to bring in some new person to, to fill that spot. Cause I wouldn't, wouldn't have liked right. it as much. Mm -hmm. You just got to be mm -hmm. careful about what you make podcasts about and who you choose to be there. I think that's, that's huge, obviously, especially when it is all about right. the conversations and the people in them. Right. People can get huge attachments to like jokes and bits, mm -hmm. and the people involved in them. Right. Uh, because they are so personal because podcasts are so about like humanity and people and relatability and everything. If something happens, that's going to hit a lot harder than, let's say, this Let's Play member lead or uh, this movie right. reviewer. And in many ways, like, <laughs> it does depend on the type of podcast you're doing. If you're an entertaining podcast, then that's going to have much bigger ramifications than if you're in a strictly educational. Because, like, we're an educational podcast. But we still like loosen up and, right. and make jokes and, you know, get really personable here. Um, there's certain podcasts about YouTube that it's strictly just like, we're going to talk about SEO and that's what this episode is going to be. And you're going to learn what you wanted to learn and then we'll see you next time for the next topic. Right. And so if that particular cast mm -hmm. changes, then it's not going to be as big a thing as it would be if you listen to something like this and all of a sudden me and Aiden stop being friends because Aiden hurt my feelings, then, you know, um, right. <sighs> I called him a bearded troll and I was like, take exactly. that back. And I was like, LOL. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns into the, another YouTube beard cast. Yeah, I'm just going to replace Aiden with somebody with a beard. Perspective. So, <laughs> Yeah. There you go. <laughs> It'll work out. It'll work out. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other podcast covered a lot of it, yeah. specific tips. I think we we covered a lot of the main ones. I would say don't worry 100% about the topic and the niche um, a whole lot of the time. Mm. I think like me and Zach said, just do it and figure it out. And if you need to change, make another podcast. You know, If you're worried about whether or not you should start another podcast – wait till you've gotten the first one established and then go for another one. And if it fails, who yes. cares, right? They're, they're very experimental. I wouldn't 
place a lot of worry and detail and planning into a podcast, you know, just, just do it. Have a fun time with it. Uh, podcasts are meant to be fun. There's not a whole lot of rules to them in particular. So have a fun time doing it and don't get caught up in all the the other things associated with it. Definitely. Have fun first. Um, what you're doing, I try to do a comic book podcast with Jay, and we if we started one on his channel and it went well for a little bit, but then we just didn't get content done for it, and we were trying to like reboot it, and we figured instead of doing like all this comic book stuff on this one podcast, we wanted to split it up into a couple of different types of, co- of stuff, like one for DC, one for Marvel, one for movies, um, and it's. It's turned into we've got all this planning done, but haven't actually gotten into the the thing yet. Um, and I'll, sure, yeah, and, and it's it's tough. I mean, it really is before. tough. And this is just kind of an overall like YouTube tip as well. Like planning stuff is great, but if you've got too much going on, sometimes you just got to take a step back, finish establishing what you already have, and then move on from there. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Finish what you Very started. Much so. As the phrase goes. Don't let it. Don't let it sit there in limbo until people have lost interest. Right. Can do it. <laughs> so you're gonna do a thing. Yeah. Do it. Finish it. And move on. <laughs> exactly. To the next. And that's big something list that I'm constantly learning. So, I understand. <laughs> We get you. Um, the I'm last thing I can myself. think about is when it comes to podcast analytics, don't worry about them at all. Just don't. Because here's the thing. Yep. I 100%. put up some podcasts on my last uh, hosting website that I was using, and I didn't look at analytics for months. Realized that for the few episodes that I did upload to that, that we had more viewers than I thought we would. Um. And that's just organically happening. And that's because if you have a podcast that's in a niche that not many people are making podcasts for, which, by the way, is most podcast niches, um, you'll you'll get sure. viewers or you'll get listeners a lot more organically than you think you would. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are the type of person to be worried about that sort of stuff, yeah, the best solution is to simply do more of it. To provide mm. more content for people to watch to get interested, right? Um, I'm totally cool with people going through the Zack Snyder Productions and other YouTube podcast playlists and being like, this doesn't interest me, this doesn't interest me, this doesn't... Ooh! Exactly. And then clicking that episode, right? And the cool thing about that is with more episodes that we do, we're eventually going to cover a topic that someone is wildly interested mm-hmm. in and will want to hop aboard from that point on. Because keep in mind, all it takes is one podcast episode to have a fan. All it takes is one good episode to get people hooked in. And if we continue to put out more podcasts and one of them happens exactly. to do well, that's all we need. Um, I mean, you can market <laughs> that's your all we need. podcast. You can find more viewers through that or more listeners through that. But I, I honestly completely believe when it comes to this medium, you just got to do more of it. And the more you do, like Aiden said, the more that people are going to be able to see the more listeners you get, listeners you'll get, and uh, you'll just keep going from there. So, yeah, yeah. And I mean, part of the thing too is we've not necessarily 
been concerned with the success of this podcast in particular, partially mm-hmm. because like it's advice and help, right? If right. you don't take the advice, that's cool, right? But if you do, you know, we want to be sure that we're giving the right advice. I think me and Zach a lot of the time are much mm-hmm. more concerned for this podcast anyway, with the people who are watching, with the people Very who have been so. here for a while, with the people who want to learn. If you don't, that's cool. Uh, but it kind of puts our podcast in an interesting state where we have to cater a little bit more mm. toward the people who are here. So you'll see that at advice. the end of every episode, and we're about to start that in a bit, uh, we listen or we read like all the comments that we've gotten so far because we think it's very important to you know, help those people that are willing to listen to us and willing to give give us feedback and all that kind of stuff. All right. And that's not to say if you just listen to it on your own yeah. and you don't comment. We're you're still not a bad very appreciative that we're you're still listening offering to help. us. Uh, but we're less concerned with marketing mm. and trying to be like, take our help, take our help. <laughs> then we are we're just like offering the advice Most and definitely. letting people who want to hear it, hear it. <laughs> So, but that could be different depending on what kind of podcast you're doing. If it's more entertainment based, yeah. then yeah, probably market I think so. the shit out of it. <laughs> it, it. It just comes down to, do you already have an existing audience? Do you already have uh, other platforms that are, that you're doing really well in as far as how many people are watching you? And, and then you can obviously do better from there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I guess one more tip for me that I've kind of already brought up but just to sort of point it out <sighs> you can't control everything about a podcast Yeah, you can try <laughs> <laughs> you can really 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 try and, 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 and tell people specifically you know that these things need to be fixed or whatever but ultimately a podcast is a collaborative effort it involves multiple people and because of that, you know, you're not going to be able to control mm. everything like you would want. And that's okay. And that's frankly okay. Like, I got to keep in mind that the Lions on Air cast and other podcasts I'm a part of, it's not just about me and what I want to talk about, and what I think would be best. Because other people join podcasts for completely different reasons. Maybe people just want to joke around. Maybe people just want to have a conversation. And I right. should be cool with letting letting them do that if they want. Right? Uh, that being said, if you want to do yeah, a solo podcast, that's also a good idea <laughs> as well. If you're really that type of person. Um, but just know with multiple people involved, of course, not everything's going to go your way. Of course, not every episode is going to end up how you want it to be. But we can't live in a state of regret. We can't live in a state of, oh, I would have done this or I would have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to record another episode. We got to move on, <laughs> right? We got to hope that the next episode is better than the last one and we got to keep improving. And I think that's more important than worrying about like other people and what they're talking about and whether or not this podcast will be good in like a year or so, like just keep working at it. Just keep improving over time. Right. Not everything needs to be fixed right away. Not everything needs to be micromanaged to shit. (laughs) Have fun with it and respect other people. A lot of things that make a podcast podcast great in terms of quality is entirely subjective and it's very hard to be like, all right, here's what we got to fix next time guys. It's very hard. And I I would almost say it's impossible except for technical issues 
and like very small things. Um, but like for the Lions on her Nerdcast, right. for instance, it is. I don't know how much it's changed since we started it. I feel like it's still very much a. Um, well, actually, you'll you'll realize that I started the the podcast and the the podcast that was before that. I just started announcing it as this is a nerd podcast where we talk about nerdy related things. Now I introduce it as a roundtable podcast because I've framed it in this way to where I know things are not going to go like super specific all the time. And it's just 100%. Like, you have to be able to frame it in the right, the right way just because right. of the kind of podcast it is. And that's okay. And it's okay for it to evolve mm. into that if that's where the discussion is, right? But you can't get frustrated over it. You can't, like, wish things were different. And you gotta move to on be and frank, I don't do ever think the, the Nerdcast is going to get popular. I more or less do it now just because it's fun to do with you guys. And you guys also tend to like doing them. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, and sometimes that's, that's good enough. enough. And if you get listeners along <laughs> the way, that's awesome. If not, at least there's like this moment in like our friendship where we've able to like kind of catalog what happened during that time and capture it, yeah. And captured it, right. I would say with the Movie Night podcast in particular, at the moment, it's less about whether or not this gets a following and more about Same. like, I'm here mm-hmm. to expand my knowledge on film more than <laughs> and like it's cool if people listen to it and that's awesome and that's wonderful I'm looking at it in a more selfish way where I'm like oh cool I can finally see these films that I've always wanted to see and like understand references that's the like exact that. reason why I do that podcast <laughs> and that's the exact reason why I have other ideas for yeah. podcasts that I want to get off of the ground just so I can like expand my own personal knowledge of these different things so yeah sure and that's okay. That may not be what people want, mm-hmm. and that may not be the most entertaining thing ever. Uh, but like I exactly. mentioned earlier, you got to have fun with what you're doing, right? And if you're okay with it, and if the cast is okay yeah. with it, then and what's continue. cool Do is whatever, like man. if have people fun. listen to this podcast and they really like, you know, like mine and your banter and the way we talk and discuss things. Some of the people that watched it are going to move on to the movie night podcast and listen to us talk there. And some of the people that came to my channel for a specific mm-hmm. video and really enjoyed that are going to listen to this podcast because they like, you know, whatever content I put out. So it all feeds into each other really well. Um, an example is my Breath of the Wild I video agree. that I put out this, you know, a couple days ago. It, I got a comment on it from some guy who had read an article about the 4,000 hours of watch time and how to get it that I put on Medium. And he came to the channel through that article mm-hmm. and then also subscribed because of that video. So, yeah, it, it all feeds into each other dope. really well. Mm-hmm. That's so dope. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I can think of in in terms of podcasts. You know, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot here. But I think the main thing is have fun. Don't bother planning it. Figure out what you want to yeah, do. For sure. Record a lot of them, <laughs> and uh, continue to be to be mindful about like the cast and who's involved yep. and stuff like that. Communication super important. And communication, communication, super like important. you brought up. 
super super put cool. it on anchor oh and put it on anchor <laughs> that's that that one's not debatable you can debate us and on the rest of send stuff, money to patreon.com no, so. <laughs> yeah exactly that's just a fact of life so you know? let's let's move on and it's just a fact of life read the comments this week um have you seen the comments oh boy okay okay I, I almost I was have. like, we should turn this co- other <laughs> comment into an additional episode on its own. Do you think we should still do yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that too. <sighs> in this episode? We can do it in this episode? I think we could do it. Okay. I think we could do it. I think we can. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be a bit... <laughs> I'm warning y'all yeah. now. This might be longer than another week on um, YouTube. I'm going to go and read the, the comments from Calfo. But I think we can do it. <laughs> he says, damn, I searched top Pokemon for yeah, us ahead, and this is ahead. what I get. I did it. No. Did you put that as a tag? I think he just, <laughs> I think he's just joking. Oh, no. But I think it's funny. Being a big memer. Yeah. Um, I mentioned I should it in the put video, that as a tag. That's fair. Cause <laughs> no. So we have a comment from Patient, which is, oh, the other yeah. one. I mean, I can. Are you not going to mention that uh, one? Sixto one? said, ha, 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 no views for today. I thought that was just kind of funny. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> cool. I don't think we have. Have we ever um, talked about Sixto on this podcast? <laughs> oh, boy. He's a gift. That's uh, all I'll say. He's a gift. Oh, I hope he Six does. Star, I hope you listen all the way does. through this. Just take that compliment. <laughs> okay, so we have the comment from Patient. That's 20 oh, paragraphs God. long. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to copy this. <laughs> and I'm going to put it into a word counter. Take your take 3,500 words. How long do you think this is? All right, here we go. Okay. 1,700. Still way too many. 89 <laughs> words. 9,881 <laughs> With uh, 15 mentions, about 2%. And it says the speaking time <laughs> for this is about 9 minutes and 56 seconds. <laughs> it's an so it's going to take 10 minutes to read it's an entire, entire video thing. That's great. Or to speak it, rather. Yeah. <laughs> 11th to 12th grade reading. Okay, level. so I think <laughs> so what we should be do is read one paragraph at a time. You want to read. And back and forth. Um, I, have, okay. have you read it yet? Yeah, yeah. And then we'll talk okay, about I have to. I, she was like, "I'm sorry, I'm so I sorry, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "No, nah, it's cool. I actually don't mind. I think it's funny. I think it's, I, and I think We're some good. of the content in here is very We're important good. too." So, yeah, fair. It's a Bible. That's all. all right. It's a New Testament. Let's Bible. start off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buckle up, lads. Yeah. This is gonna be a long one. Well, at least she warned us, right? <laughs> at least she opened up with that statement, letting us know that hey, this thing is literally <laughs> wait the fuck too long. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mm. That Fortnite video was absolutely killer. 
you guys playing that game together is always <laughs> banging. But the musically content, though, the musically content, though, that's the real shit. You got to go for the comedic angle, honestly. People who take themselves too seriously on that platform <laughs> cause me pain. <laughs> Using musically to shit post is the most meta shit posting tactic. And yes, Aiden did use my DMs cool. to archive those so, musically. So, posts, musically? so enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, we should do a musically episode. Mm-hmm. I have. have. I've you, done a few. Not not a whole lot, but I've done a few. As of as of this, I think it's uh. Let me let me go look right quick. I've got some they notifications doing well? uh, doing well about me? people following me here. <laughs> so you get you get a notification when people check out your profile, and so like every couple of days, I get like this one little notification oh, that says like thirty something people have seen your profile. Um, I got three fans, and all of these. All of these have at least 30 views, but like a few of them have over 60 and one of them has over 100 views. So, no, the, uh, so let's let's see which one has, the all-star one has 137 views. Yeah. So, it's going well. Classic. Sucks later productions on Musical.ly. Check out that Musical.ly, fam. Um. Give it a listen. So, yeah, I do think shit posting is the way to go on that platform. I agree wholeheartedly. That that makes me at least a little bit less <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, cringed out. All right, so I'll read the next it paragraph. Works. It, it says, Aiden with a Nerf gun dancing to a song called Scatman is everything I need in my life. Make that shit happen. The discovery of the Amazon Fire TV gaming meta is one of the most amazing things I've ever witnessed and is a disgustingly underrated meme. What news is also a hidden gem. Aiden needs to get a boob job. Top 5 Pokemon Forest was a good-ass video, except it didn't rate Eterna Forest top, and it makes me angry. I want that gift sent to me, though. So this is just about your content, yeah. That's on... That's on Jay and Zach about the, about the gift. I don't... I think yeah, I have, have it, it but uh, I'd have to look for it. <laughs> but thanks for the compliments. Uh, I will correct you in the fact that the song Scatman has a C in it and not a K. Okay, <laughs> Very well. important. just wanted to correct you on that. I will agree that the Amazon Fire TV is kind of like an like a <laughs> underground meme on the Discord. Like, it's not a big meme. Like, it went under the radar, but I think more people should watch that it's episode. It's fire, it's yeah. Like, it's fire. Fire, all things great. Um, what news isn't as much of a hidden gem because after that video came out, <laughs> of course they did. Uh, people took screenshots of me in the makeup and with the boobies. So I think more people found out about that video. <laughs> as for getting a boob job, I'm a pass on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly fine with being flat chested, TBH. Uh, I don't need more weight. <laughs> you know? Well, I do, but not not there in particular. <laughs> And then patience mad about the fact that I didn't put Eterna Forest because that's her favorite. I guess <laughs> I don't. I don't care. It was a dumb video. <laughs> like they're gonna get mad at me at the forest rating and like didn't watch the oh video. That's that's when I have a problem. Because <laughs> like there's more content in there that's great. But I'm glad you enjoyed all the videos, patient. The ones you mentioned are some of my favorites. Like period. Not just in the past month or so, but just like my channel as a whole. A lot of those there videos are really like. Yeah. All right, next paragraph, a bit of a longer one. <clears throat> she says, going back to the moving situation, if there's at least one positive to come from that situation, 
is that at least you in parentheses <laughs> Aiden yeah thanks I couldn't tell <laughs> got to have the experience of moving and that you know your current personal limits moving out is a massive step forward in anyone's lives and finding it incredibly hard isn't uncommon especially when it's such a distance away eight hours is a long journey and that distance would be hard on most people the realization of being so far away from people you've always been with is a hard-hitting thing it becoming a reality is very emotionally draining Living on your own is one of those things that get better with time. It gets easier, but that initial impact is a very heavy thing. And like you said, you end up not wanting anything else aside from being with them. I myself have never moved out, but I know I'm emotionally capable of handling it since I've spent uh, weeks at a time for my family in a whole different country. And I was 11 at the time that happened. So that emotional tidal wave hit me heavy, Lamau. But since I had no cool. choice and couldn't go home because I already made it to fucking Switzerland, I had to stick with it. And it did become something I found easier as it went. Albeit, it was only a week, but still. You feel me, bro. And hey, you both got to meet each other. I'm fucking jealous, lads. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, patient I like will never the, have that experience. I like the, the use of the <laughs> word lads. It gets me hard. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but actually... To go along with that, she did mention the Switzerland story that night when I was uh, uh, DMing her about the whole situation while I was there at the house. And she had mentioned the whole Switzerland story there. And I'm like, oh, that would have been terrifying, (laughs) honestly. Like, it's one thing to be like eight hours, but at least we were like in the same country. Going from England to like Switzerland is a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level. And even for for just a week, I'd imagine that'd Mm. be scary. Especially if you're 11, like, whew. <laughs> I think, personally speaking, I, I mean, I went to Japan last year for a month. And that's 14 hours away by plane. Yeah, you did. So, that was pretty, that was pretty insane. Uh, by the end of the month, I was getting a little bit, like, I, I gotta go back. I gotta go back to America. I need, I need, I need certain things that I can't get here. <laughs> so. Right, right. I mean, homesickness is very much a real thing, and I think it. I think mm. as that conversation showed, it, it hits all of us in weird and interesting ways. Whether you expect it or not, it's always a feeling that that people have, and sometimes that can be very hard to control. On top of you exactly. know what you're doing already, on top of your current situation, and I think like being able to manage that is a huge part of like maturing into a better person as a whole. But it, but it's something that's very tough. And for a lot of people is a, uh, as we discussed, is a very personal journey. And it depends a lot about how people get to that point. Some do it earlier than others. You know, some just take a risk and others need a bit more time. And that's that's 100% cool. Uh, but it's something that I think yeah, we're all affected I agree. by in one point or yeah. All right. It's next one. Thanks for the paragraphs. I think IGTV is definitely going to work. It's already got some top tier creators like Philly D using it. And if they integrate easier landscape video, I don't see it failing at all. Although you could just film the video oriented landscape and post it and have people just turn their phone. But I don't know if that works. And it's also probably a turnoff for most people using it. But I definitely see a lot of potential in this. I do like the vertical video, especially since there won't be any massive fuck off black bars down the sides. I'm interested in seeing how people adapt to this. Except the big fuck off black bars on the top or bottom. They never fucking leave, do they? (laughs) 
Instagram already having a platform is definitely going to help the growth of IGTV. <laughs> having it integrated into the app itself and not being forced to download a new app is definitely a winner for me. It's still in the phase of viral videos like YouTube was when it first started. Short, quote-unquote, funny videos will probably dominate until... Uh, until consistent quality creators get some stability and start to grow. If you have any specific IGTV content you'd recommend to me, hit me up, lad. Also, fuck Instagram comedy. Shit sucks, man. I think if IGTV does become successful, it'll hopefully force YouTube into improving their platform since they won't have the monopoly anymore. I feel like YouTube isn't fixing a lot of their problems and are creating more to benefit themselves whilst not benefiting their creators simply because they know they have the monopoly on the online video market that doesn't involve porn. <laughs> <laughs> they know there's currently no other place to go, and if IGTV <laughs> hits it big, having another competitor will almost definitely force their hands, uh, force their hand. Hopefully, in regards to linking to YouTube channels, IGTV, IG Stories does provide that feature, and I don't think it's needed in IGTV itself. Because there's a lot here. A lot here. Mm-hmm. I think the the funniest thing. <laughs> In this entire thing is the statement about yeah. the monopoly on the online video market that doesn't involve porn. I think from that perspective, we can actually <laughs> learn something. Like, porn websites, for all the flack that they get and for all the like outcry about children watching them or dumb shit like that, I've never heard a bad thing about like Pornhub <laughs> doing something awful to its viewers. I've never heard a bad thing of like... Pornhub added Google Plus comments or something stupid. Like, give it flack all you want, but Pornhub and a lot of these porn sites out there are very nice to their communities and support them. And I think that's part of the reason why those sites have continued to grow. And yes, there is competition between them, but it's it's very healthy. And it's one that helps the viewer in the end, not just the websites themselves. So I think in that sense, YouTube can actually learn a little bit from <laughs> lesbian makeout. Yeah, <laughs> you have a point there. I mean, if porn can do it, can't you YouTube? I mean, like, you know, I think that's that's something special. I agree. That's something special there. It's just kind of digest this comment. Um, in terms of landscape video, I think that if you put videos on Instagram TV, it should be exclusively vertical. There are ways to get around it. Obviously, that we've already seen. But I, it doesn't help the viewer in any way, personally speaking. Um, they've kind of presented this platform mm-hmm. as a as a vertical video only, and I think it should stay that way. I think it's important for creators to play toward the strengths of the platform and not try to make it like something else. Because otherwise, for a lot of exactly. people, YouTube is just going to be a better version of that. If two videos are on Instagram TV and on YouTube, and the only difference is that there's big black bars on the Instagram version because Mm -hmm. it's horizontal, then people are going to go to YouTube. So I think people sticking toward the vertical format, what the platform is about, is going to be a way that Instagram TV can distinguish itself in a good way, and it's something that you're not going to be able to get as good on YouTube. And I think they really need to play up that angle, and I think creators really need to support it. Um, What else do we have here? Short, funny videos will probably dominate. That that has kind of been the mainstream videos that most people watch online. Uh, not just on YouTube, but on Facebook and Instagram too. Unfortunately, but... Yeah. 
Facebook is Vine, what it is. Um, in terms of linking to YouTube like. channels, <laughs> Instagram Stories does provide this feature, but you have to have over ten thousand followers. Um, you can swipe. Basically, they give you the uh, swipe up function mm -hmm. where you can link to anything, whether it be a YouTube video or an article or your Patreon or a uh, product that you're trying to sell. Um, but you have to have that 10,000 followers for that. As far as having that option in IGTV, I think it is needed. I think it does give something that's different than the Instagram stories. It makes it completely different. And it gets more creators more incentive to do it. Um, I have yet to put links in my sure. videos. I should probably start doing at least a couple, but I, I haven't really... <laughs> I, I'm kind of... I think I'm just going to try to grow a different audience organically on Instagram, and then if they move to YouTube, that's cool. And if my YouTube viewers move to Instagram, that's cool. But I kind of want to create an organic audience over there. Yeah, I can totally see where that's coming from just because of like YouTube often is such mm -hmm. a big focus for both me and you that like the incentive to put YouTube into parts where it shouldn't be, mm -hmm. aka Twitter, Facebook, wherever, is very strong. And I think it takes a lot of willpower to be like, as much as I would love for mm -hmm. IGTV to be my YouTube. It takes a lot of guts to be like, I'm gonna let it be on right. TV and grow. Um, but it's a risk. It's a risk though, because like if you're putting that time in, you know that's time taken away from other agreed. places. But like if it pays off, I think it pays probably off. the hardest part for for IG for Instagram in general is that for YouTube, you know, the big focus of growing your YouTube channel is just putting out more videos, right? For Instagram, there's now we have so many different ways to grow our profile, and it kind of makes it a little bit less accessible. Um, because if you really want to get grow on Instagram, you need to be putting regular content there, you need to be putting Instagram stories, and you need to be doing Instagram TV now. Um, so it definitely makes it a little more tough, but I'm trying to navigate that myself. Mm -hmm. I feel you. I wanted to ask you in particular, and then we can move on. Do you think this will not only, number one, provide mm -hmm. good competition to YouTube, and number two, will they be able to distinguish uh, themselves? I think, so Instagram has like a billion users right now. That's not an exaggeration. They have one billion, or no, I think it's two billion users right. now. Um, one or the other. And so they already have, for them, they, they already have more registered accounts there than YouTube has registered accounts, even though YouTube's been around a lot longer. I think since YouTube or since Instagram has these different ways you can interact with it, very similar to Facebook, right? Facebook, you have your wall, you have your own fan page, you can do groups, you can play games. There's so many different things you can do. I think because Instagram isn't a one-trick pony, while YouTube is, because YouTube is just videos, um, live streaming, I guess, sure. Right. But I think because Instagram has so many different things going for it, uh, I think it... 
As far as it being a direct competitor to YouTube, I'm not 100% sure, right? I don't know. And I wanted to add to that because I kind of worded it a little weird. Maybe not like competition in the sense where mm. like, yes, they'll both be competing for videos. Like, obviously, that's a thing. I mean competition in the sense that Instagram TV does well enough for itself that YouTube takes notice and starts to make an active that's change because of it. Um, I think it's possible. Right. I think it's like possible. <laughs> I, I think the problem there is that everything that Instagram TV is doing, YouTube already does. Um, it's just in a completely different way, right? Like sure. when you go to Instagram TV, you're expecting vertical videos. Every video you get is theoretically vertical. I mean, it's still vertical even with the black bars. Um, but when you when you go to YouTube you could get a vertical video and it'll show up as a vertical video on your phone now. It'll pop up full screen on your phone if it's vertical and recorded with a phone. Um, but then you might also get the, the traditional or you will also get the traditional horizontal videos. And so YouTube, I'm trying to get to, to what I'm trying to say here is that YouTube gives itself more freedom to watch your videos anywhere. Uh, Instagram TV is more yeah. or less for your phone only. You can watch it on desktop, mm -hmm. but you kind of lose something. I feel like you lose something with that. Right. And the other thing, too, is like, mm -hmm. because YouTube is a part of Google, you often see... YouTube right. videos outside of YouTube, you know, Google Plus, mm. Gmail, Twitter, yada yada yada. IGTV at the moment is in the Instagram circle of things, but see, Instagram is owned by Facebook at the moment. At so the moment. true. So well, you, I mean, there's already an integration with that, Instagram perhaps? and Facebook. If you do an Instagram story, you can automatically. Like, just, just so you know, when you record something for an Instagram story or you take a picture for an Instagram story and you go to post it, you can select the option to automatically have it posted to Facebook stories as well. Um, if you make a regular post, you can Ooh, automatically cool. set it up to post to Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr. Tumblr's on there too, which is weird for me. But uh, you can at least have it on Facebook and Twitter. Um, <laughs> as far as Instagram okay. TV goes... I'm not 100% sure what the plan is there. Uh, I'm sure that I can share. That'd be yeah, a big I'm step sure I could share it on my Facebook timeline. I haven't done it yet, but I think it's possible. Right. I mean, you could take the link and put it there, but I'm talking like a like an actual Yeah. Let me let me see thing. what we got here. Because I am very curious. Because my thing is, um, mm. as far as the answer to those two questions, me personally, I think Instagram TV will do enough to distinguish itself. Like Agreed. that's the part I have pretty good confidence in them and being able to do that because they have the base of Instagram as a whole and are going to be in a position where they can experiment and try new things. And I think that'll make IGTV better as a whole. So that part I'm cool with. As far as whether or not they'll actually be able to compete with YouTube. I think it might be a thing where like, they're not even going to be in competition whatsoever. 
yes, they both have videos, and yes, they're both the thing. But even when Vimy was around, even when all these other things, Daily Motion, Blip, you know, no company's ever gotten close enough to get YouTube to dramatically right. change a feature based around it. Now, granted, IGTV has the best chance to do that because it has this big thing. But YouTube is often its own little La La Land bubble. Like, it doesn't even know its own public perception if the uh, adpocalypse and all the shit they've been given at is anything to go by. Like, they very much live in their own bubble. IGTV can do well and can make money 100%, but if will YouTube actually, like, react to that? That I have a little bit more... I agree. Sure no, I, I do agree. About. I think that they are that's in their own, little, their own little place. All right, so let's go ahead and go into the next, next little paragraph. This one's shorter. This one's for you. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> Facebook? Yay. Don't give a flying fuck about Facebook. I'm surprised it still exists. I'm surprised people still use it. Also, minion memes. The minion memes. <laughs> they don't shit on minion memes, dude. That's like the pinnacle of comedy humor as a whole, really. I agree. I mean, without minion memes, where would we be today? <laughs> Think about it. That sounds, Picture that. That sounds head. depressing. Oh, without minion memes. It's <laughs> the darkest timeline. That's the darkest right. timeline for sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was only Go a sentence, it. so I'll move on to the the next paragraph there. Um, you mentioned Twitch, so now I can rant angrily about how much I hate Twitch as a viewer. I hope Twitch dies, TBH. Or they let me always change the video quality of the stream. Don't give me the option to change video quality one day, but take it away from me the next and leave me with an auto setting that does absolutely nothing. The <laughs> love of fucking God, Twitch. Not to mention, it's literally uglier than fucking Pornhub. Pornhub ain't a bad I wouldn't know. Site, I've though. never like, used I like that, that color scheme there. Uh. Mm, interesting. Good Christian <laughs> boy over here. <laughs> anyway, back into it. Mm. I've never seen such a chaotic mess of a site. I hate Twitch, if that wasn't already obvious. If Twitch would give me the option con to consistently change the video quality to adjust for my lag, I could ignore the eye-bleeding mess of a website it is. But it doesn't. And auto settings do nothing for me. If auto actually did anything, I could tolerate it, but it never changes anything for me. And nobody seems to believe me when I say that auto does nothing, and I never consistently have the ability to drop my video quality. But these glaring issues for me as a viewer just fuels my hate for Twitch. I'd love to be able to consistently and fully support both the views through Twitch, but it just doesn't work through Twitch's shockingly bad systems or huge-ass glitches. And if there are glitches, the fact that glitches like these exist is very concerning to me. As a platform focused on streaming, Bugs like these should not exist. See, I feel like this is a Leah patient problem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Um, Sounds like she's just making. So I talked to her about, about this after I read the, the the paragraph. <laughs> Apparently, like, like I don't ever have an issue with not being able to change my my view settings, and a lot of people don't. So it's very weird that she does have this issue, and I still recommend like trying to see if there's like a Twitch customer service thing because if if there's not i would go into an incognito tab and check it there i would use a different browser check it there i would make a different account check it there and if you're still getting that issue then i guess it might be like the country you're in the location you're in yes i thought about that i, I would i would exhaust all those right. options if you haven't already and go to YouTube. Yeah. There might be some video. Definitely a weird that issue. As far as a weird thing to have. 
But I, I mean, I believe you. I definitely believe that it's a real problem oh, yeah, you're having. True. Because I've heard mm-hmm. you complain about Twitch before. And the reason it sucks for her specifically <clears throat> is right. that her internet isn't great. So because automatic puts it at like a right. high setting, she can't watch it because of it. So if there was an option for her to lower down her video quality, yeah. it would work a lot better with her internet, basically. <laughs> I'm curious where that comes from. why she hates Twitch besides that. She said the layout isn't good, but I don't have a problem <laughs> with the layout. Right. I've never gotten it. The worst I can say about Twitch layout-wise is that um, mm-hmm. when you're in your account itself, the way all the options and stuff are laid out, it's very the hard. The back for me end to is really convoluted. I agree. Or it's really messed up. Like there's so many tabs for shit, and not all of it's where it's supposed to be. Um, so coming from a creative standpoint, trying to manage your own accounts a pain in the ass. However, uh, watching videos yeah, as and a things viewer, like that, I never, never have a problem with it. So, right, but that's. I guess that's something I'd bring up there. I don't I don't particularly like Twitch's creative tools. I don't like YouTube's either, to be fair, mm, but at least it's organized in a way that makes sense. So, to each its own, I guess. Uh, I'm still a big fan of Twitch, and I think, like, these are obviously big issues and everything like that, and I hope they do get solved. Yeah, but I think Facebook um, is still I agree like a as well. <laughs> in terms of, like, the rest of Twitch, though... I think that they're continuing to make it better for viewers and creators. Um, I haven't seen any big controversial issues with Twitch. And I know they're probably going to come yeah, soon. Yeah. And we've... Mm-hmm. Eventually, with how big it's getting, it's going to mm-hmm. reach a point where that bubble will eventually burst. Uh, but for now, they're doing a lot to get new people involved. They're changing things up. Uh, they made acquisitions, Justin TV, and all that sort of stuff. Like, they're clearly growing and they're clearly getting bigger. And I think YouTube live streaming being a thing is only going to give them more incentive to keep trying. Cool. Stuff. It is. And plus, it's better than Facebook. So, <laughs> so the next podcast, or the next, next, Fair enough. the next podcast, because that's what this could be. Um, next paragraph. <laughs> Starts with, Anchor is looking so good right now. Every feature they've added to mobile is quality, but I haven't checked out the desktop version just yet. It sounds really good. The fact that they keep adding new platforms is incredible, and they made such a good move with that. A platform that is pushing people to spread their content is very encouraging and something refreshing in a time where every platform is competing with each other. It tells me that they care more about their creators than being the top dog. And by doing that, I see them easily becoming top dog for podcast content. Also, free shit is good shit. Usually, typically, maybe not 100% of the time. You feel me, fam. I'm definitely going to be using Anchor on a desktop since I was <laughs> under the assumption it was only a mobile it was a mobile only app, but I'm probably going to start listening to podcasts through Anchor while sitting and grinding through work at college. I definitely love a podcast dedicated episode. Well, you're welcome. It's something I'm interested in doing once I'm in the position to. Wow. Aiden, don't get on me. <laughs> LMAO, there's a lot of stuff I need to explain as to why I'm not in a position. I know you want me to upload stuff, especially on the monthly battle league, but there's situations holding me back currently. Also, 0.6 megabytes per second upload speed. So, it's so bad. (laughs) That internet is so trash. (laughs) It's so bad. Jesus. Um, 
that's where the patient's internet meme comes from. That right there. That that awful internet. Uh, yeah, I agree, though. We talked a lot about Anchor in these past two episodes, so I don't feel the need to Agreed. repeat myself a lot on it. But I definitely think you could do a podcast page. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this And I mentioned to her that, that Anchor has a call-in feature. And so we could play those throughout the yeah. podcast at some point. So that could be cool. You wouldn't have to read it. Yeah. You wouldn't have to, wouldn't <laughs> have to read it. <laughs> yeah. You just listen to it. Normally. Cool. <laughs> so here we are in our position here. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention too is the line about the fact that they keep adding new platforms is incredible. They made such a good move. A platform that is pushing people to spread their content is very encouraging. It's something refreshing at a time where every platform is competing with each other. And that's the thing. Like, they very much are. Twitter is trying to stand out from Instagram. Instagram's trying to stand out from Snapchat. YouTube is not like everybody's next, and Google Plus is off. Nobody fucking uses it. Because he's a useless social media platform. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think anytime that we see things like like you mentioned, Facebook and Instagram working together and mm-hmm. like YouTube and other Google things working together, it can produce a lot of great stuff and it can help, especially new creators, uh, easily get their stuff out there. 100%. So, that, I mean, that was partially the reason we had to do all that marketing episode in the first place because if websites worked with each other a lot more, we probably wouldn't have even had to have gone into detail about like every platform. We could have just been like, oh, yeah, post a link and you're done. But because yeah. they're so different, because they like to compete with each other, that episode ended up being a lot longer <laughs> than normal. Exactly. So, hey, what you going to do? Anyway, next paragraph here. Uh, and I'll read the next okay. one, too. Just combine it all together because it's pretty short. She says, so essentially, YouTube is prioritizing videos that don't date themselves, videos that don't attach themselves to a certain time or period. I mean, going off a lot of the content I watch, I personally don't mind. I found myself watching a lot of content that isn't dated, but at the same time, I do watch a lot of content that does date itself, like Philip DeFranco. Well, I don't think it's going to affect him because of how he's going about things. I'm mildly concerned about how it's going to affect dated videos as a whole. Although I'm happy that it's not prioritizing trends anymore. Fuck that shit so much. And then the next little bit here. Uh, three-way Let's Play channel with three of my favorite people who happen to also be up and down <laughs> in their consistency. Sign me the fuck up. I'd be on that shit so fast. If the Mario Odyssey verse is anything to go by, it's going to have some killer content. You three have a really good blend of commentary. It's a formula yeah. that works, and I'm very hyped. Hmm. Yeah. Look forward to that. Seriously, we're, we're still yeah. doing that, and we're still in planning phases of it, but I'm hyped still. I will say that not every LP is going to be just us right. three entirely. There's going to be like a good mix. Like I'm doing a even more co-commentary series uh, with Kyle uh, for Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Um, so that'll... But I, I'm feeling like that series is already starting out well. Because we've already started recording it. Yeah, the first episode, something... Uh, oh, really? Something wonderful happens in it. That, oh, Don't. boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it, honestly. But just keep in mind, we're very, very loose with that channel. Um, you'll be seeing a lot of different combinations and groups. Although we still will probably do it three-way versus again, because that's just too fun. 
as far as the uh, YouTube prioritizing videos that don't date themselves, I don't mind it either. Um, but that's partially because I wasn't big on the drama trend. I wasn't big on like the whole Keemstar and Leafy getting to the top. I wasn't a big fan of stupid trends and music videos and you know like news channels getting popular and all that sort of thing. Um, aside from the obvious exceptions, Philip DeFranco and H3 uh, are the two that I'm worried about. And I hope they continue yeah, to... I, do I don't think I'm worried about either of those channels. I think that Philip DeFranco f- has figured out what he needs to do in terms of the news content, and he's kind of going his independent route there, and I think he's going to do fine. Um, as far as H3H3 goes, a lot of his com- a lot of his videos, while they are commentary-based, are still videos that you can watch months and months later and still be entertained by. So, and then they've got their podcast now, which That's is true. doing tremendously for them. Like, they're going to be fine, not concerned yes. at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. As far they're as, I, I don't think the content being dated or, I, I don't think there's going to be a big issue with this this change if it is fully a change. Uh, I think it will be for the better. Right. Right. It's still a theory. I hope so too, TBH. It's going to get a lot better YouTube videos and it's going to kind of hopefully point people into focusing on their content and not necessarily... I think it'll it'll stop so many people trying to like... And I mean, I've done this myself too, trying to jump on like big news topics and trying to jump on big, like these big tentpole events. Um, Like I've tried to make videos about video game news Mm -hmm. and like... Well, I, they might get some views. Most of the time, they don't. Most of the time, I'm just doing it for that. You know, it's trending. It's a topic yeah. that's happening right now. Um, and I think more. I think with that being an issue that's implemented, or with that being a thing that's implemented, we'll get less channels trying to do that and more channels trying to do creative things, which I, I like. I agree. I agree. Hopefully, that mindset will start changing right, around. I'll if read. It isn't. I'll read the the two individual sentences in the middle paragraph and then let you do the last thing. A nappy is the English word for diaper. Yes. Thank you. That that was very much needed. Um, Thanks. I'd rather a YouTuber would make content they enjoy and risk pushing away viewers. If the YouTuber enjoys the content they make, it's going to be better quality. No YouTuber should be slave to their viewers. The content creator got themselves to that point and, in my opinion, should take the lead with their own content. There's nothing wrong with taking onboard criticism or suggestions, but if you're only making videos to keep people there, use the wrong there, and you're not happy with the stuff you're making, you're doing something wrong. I'd rather be a tiny-ass channel with quality content I enjoy making than a huge-ass channel with videos I hated making. For me, growth has nothing to do with the numbers. The growth is in the video. But I'm only a viewer. Maybe my perspective would change if I was doing this myself. Appreciate the people that help you, definitely. The people who give you money, Kexty, and the people who mod streams, slash discords, etc. But don't let viewers force you into content you hate. And then we have, in comment, also the Moss Deep Metagrosis sucks. Wow. Want to fight? That is that is <laughs> your Pokemon fighting, so that, that battle will team in the in the monthly battle league, correct? Nice, I like that comment. Yes, <laughs> trying to flame me up. 
She's oh, gonna yeah. hop on the new monthly battle league now. It's gonna be the, the Jade oh, Zoomer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually 100% agree with that comment about the the content creators doing what they love doing. Um, I mean, it's people make yep. YouTube channels in the first place to do things that they're passionate about and do things that they love doing. And they want to get big on these platforms because they want to just do what they want to do and, you know, grow and be able to survive, you know, off of the, that content. And if you just end up doing things just to like make money or just to get views and you don't enjoy doing it, then you're not doing what you originally wanted to do. You will burn out. Yeah, absolutely. You're probably going to burn out. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. I mean, that's just going to be a road you're going to have to come across. Uh, the thing that I like that I don't even think we mentioned is the line about <laughs> the content creator got themselves to that point And in my opinion, should take the lead with their own content. I think it's interesting that like, and this is kind of YouTubers fault. A lot of the time we make videos where we're like, mm-hmm. thank you so much for watching. Right. I would never have gotten here if it weren't for right. the viewers. We make these videos when we hit milestones, right? Everybody does it. But a side effect of that is we've now created a bit of a culture where the viewers feel like they're, they're more entitled. important than <laughs> they might rightfully yeah. be. And it, yeah. I think Patient makes a good point there where, like, the content creator got themselves to that. The content creator was the one who put the videos. The content creator was the one that got the views and marketed it all. But yet we live in a YouTube culture where now like they're superseded or they're less important than the audience is now. And I think part of that is the fact that we've made so many videos being like, oh, if it wasn't for you guys, you know, we've hyped them up. (laughs) We've given them that fuel to be entitled a lot of the time. And, you know, even though we meant it in a good way back then, I think it's kind of created this little toxic uh, subculture, if you will. And that's something I didn't even think about when we were doing the uh, yeah, little I agree. conversation last episode. I agree completely. It's, yeah, I mean, there's, did we, we as a viewer can often be entitled and think, you know, this, this content creator that we're watching, we really like their content, we want more of their content. But if we don't understand, or we want more of what they specifically do that we like, right? But we've also got to understand that right. if they don't like doing that anymore, then we're not going to enjoy it. We're just not going to enjoy that content as much as if they did enjoy it. So it's right. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's definitely weird, but that just happens to be the case. But like, I agree with you 100%, patient, mm-hmm. and I like the point that you brought up. So. Yes. Thanks for the paragraph. And now we only have one more to go, everybody. We're so close. (laughs) We're so close to the end. And this was edited because originally she didn't realize there was a question of the day. She added on to it. Thank you. So, basically. So, the last comment says edit. Oh, shit. There's a question of the day. So, I'm personally looking toward the Pokemon YouTube scene right now. That scene is horribly saturated with so much of the same content, and it's just not worth watching the majority of it, in my opinion. I want to see someone in that scene try something new. I don't want to see shiny hunting fucking Magikarp for the millionth time. I don't want to see another basic ass Nuzlocke or Soul Link. I want to see people incorporating different mediums like art. I want to see people do different games like spinoffs. I want to see more review content. I want to see more in-depth competitive analysis. Also, a side note, I want the Pokemon graphics scene to have more people like 
LE55 who make GFX packages that aren't basic and aren't the same as every other goddamn Pokemon GFX package. I want that whole Pokemon scene to have something fresh because right now it's yeah. horribly stagnant. Cool. And that's the end of the comment. Yay, we did it. So I don't know anything <laughs> about the, the Pokemon uh, community. Yeah. And we've kind of talked about it before on this podcast too. I remember us bringing up that point before. But we did ask them to like basically come up with your own perfect yeah. YouTube. And that's sort of what Patient ended up doing here. Is sort of creating a reality <laughs> that like doesn't necessarily exist at the moment. Uh, but it would be very cool if it is. I think a lot of times, you know, like Patient said, yes, a lot of that content is stagnant and a lot of it's boring and a lot of it's so similar. But we got to keep in mind, part of the reason that is is because that's what viewers gravitate to. That's what people watch. If you try something different and you try something outside of the box, you're kind of risking views for that day. And if YouTube is your job and you use it as a way to make money and you got to pay the bills, well, then the standard boring video that everybody's already seen, unfortunately, will end up making you yeah. uh, be able to pay rent this month. <laughs> and I totally understand that perspective. It's something a lot of middling YouTubers kind of have to deal with as money starts to become a factor. On the other hand, though, I do think that if people are going to start making new content, it's got to start with the creator. We got to get to a point where creators are sick of making the same things over and over again. And it's got to be somebody who's willing to try something new and who has an audience that will spread it around, you know? Like, yes, viewers, we have part of it's our fault. Like, we have to watch it and actually enjoy it. but if creators aren't posting anything mm-hmm. new, it's hard to enjoy any of it, right? Yeah, it's definitely a two-sided thing. I think creators need to get a bit more riskier and experimental and try new things. And I think viewers need to support those videos when they do come out because you might not see anything like that. Again. And you got to keep in mind that YouTubers often have this as a job. And so when they try risky and experimental shit like that, know that like you might not like it, but they're going for a big risk here. And I feel like we should be a lot more supportive. Right. I mean, I personally believe that creators should be more experimental. I think there's no reason why you, I mean, the only reason why you wouldn't is if obviously you can't pay your bills. I get that. Sure. But as a creator, like you should enjoy doing new things and you should enjoy creating new things. That's kind of what creation is as a whole. Right. And, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. You're good. And granted. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, granted, we're been in a, in a different community in the fact that we're variety-based and we talk about mm-hmm. a lot of shit, in fact, too much shit, whereas the Pokemon community is strictly 100% based off of one franchise and game. So it's a lot harder to come up with unique ideas and to do unique things when your niche is so yeah small. <laughs> It's kind of what a niche is. <laughs> we're we're lucky in the fact that like if we want to talk about Mario Odyssey, <laughs> Zelda, That's or like porn, we could do that tomorrow, <laughs> and like no one no one would care. And thankfully, we have audiences who will support that. Not necessarily. Yeah, I I would go back and not necessarily for patient because I know she's already listened to the episode. But if you're listening to this and you're like, well, then what do I do about niche or variety? I'd go back and listen to the the podcast episode we did about that because. What it comes down to is mm-hmm. that it's very self-sustainable to do a niche channel. 
right now on YouTube. Um, very self-sustainable. You could get agreed. You could grow your channel a lot quicker than you could grow either mine or Aiden's if you did strictly niche content. It's just in the numbers. Um, now, of course, that content still has to be good. Um, yeah. But as a variety channel, you definitely have a lot more freedom to do anything you want. And so we really go into depth about that. But yeah, I've, uh, I mean, Roberto Blake did a talk recently at VidCon, I think. Uh, I got to listen to it soon to turn into an article for him. But it's like talking about how variety Mm -hmm. channels are almost dead because it's very hard to start a variety channel and get it off the ground because people prefer to see the same type of content on one channel. Yep. No. <laughs> We've both been living that reality. <laughs> so it's not entirely surprising that that is the case. I think, though, like we mentioned in that Variety and Niche episode, the reason mm. we're not terribly concerned, I mean, we both want to grow. We both want to get a lot of people to see your shit, but, like, we also yeah. want to have fun doing what the fuck we're doing, right? Like, we want to make videos that we're proud of, and I think with as many ideas as both me and Zach have on the daily... It would drive us insane yeah, if we were be, just one bitch who couldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we would we would quit mentally before exactly. the channel ever took off. Now, <laughs> if we ever did I'm niche. not opposed to doing multiple niche channels. If I had a team behind me and could, could self-sustain that, sure. I'm not opposed to that. And I probably will do that at one point could in the future it. if I have the, you know, the resources and the capability. But it's it's just right now, like, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm clever enough to make the variety thing work out for me. And I feel like I have, I, I'm doing enough things outside of just making videos to make this work. Right. Like, yeah, it, it, I'm trying to make a living off of YouTube. I, I like that. That is my thing right now, but I'm not going about it as I'm just making YouTube videos and trying to get ra- ad revenue. Cause I know that's not going to work. I'm finding other avenues to, to make that happen. And that's what this podcast is all about, really. So. Yeah, yeah. And there's options for everybody to find their way to monetize mm-hmm. and to find their way to enjoy what they're creating. I mean, the reverse of this is like we mentioned, getting into that niche channel and only doing shit that, right. you know, the viewers want, right? Kind of the reverse of what we're talking about here, where, like, the viewers want it, but not supply necessarily the creative <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly supply and demand. Um, and you do have yeah. to walk a fine line. And especially when you're growing, you do have to do some things that just the viewers want and that maybe you're not too excited about doing it. Um, but um, yeah. if you're not enjoying it at all, then that's where the problem is. Yeah, so. that's where the problem arises. I agree 100%. Thank you for that. But thank you, patient for this Bible yeah. of a comment. <laughs> I think you made the joke on Discord that we can yeah. take all these patient comments and turn it into a book. Well, I said that I was I, I was <laughs> like, when we hit like episode 50, I'm just going to make another YouTube book. I'm going to make a book out of the podcast. And I was like, there's going to be an entire chapter <laughs> or an entire half of it. It's just going to be patient comments. <laughs> oh, man. She did a really good job convincing always yeah, that long yeah, podcast honestly. into like a paragraph. 
So if you don't want to listen to it and you still maybe, want some advice, maybe do that. Maybe read this. Comic. Um, you can get a lot out of it. Yeah, a lot quicker. What's funny is she wrote a gigantic comment and just added another thirty minutes to the podcast. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figured that would happen. I figured that'd be a thing. But anyways, that's our comments this week. Inescapable. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, death th- threats, you know, all that kind of stuff, put it in the comments for for this episode. We'll read them next time. Um, if you would like to help the mm-hmm. channel and help the, the podcast in any way, you can check out patreon.com slash Zack Snyder Productions. Give a, little, give a little to that. That'd be cool. And uh, it would be. And if not, if you can't do that, feel free to listen to the podcast every week. We are weekly now. We are, we are moving back to weekly every Sunday. So get hyped for that. And yep. question of the day. You got a uh, um, question of the day? Do you have a question of the day? Yeah. Oh, trying to throw it back at me. I see. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm. 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 I want to know from the viewers number one what's your favorite podcast and number two why what about them specifically keeps you coming back and listening to them and I don't want just like oh because of the personalities or because of that like I want people going in depth like the way it's structured or the guests that they have on board. Like really what I'm asking, take your favorite podcast and dissect it based off what go. we talked about in this episode. And that's more of homework than a question of the day. Yeah, what's your favorite but podcast? If y'all did it, I'd be pretty hyped. <laughs> uh, mine of all time really? right now okay, cool. is the H3 podcast. I love the shit out of that. Super Mega Cast is my second. And then... Probably <laughs> this one right here. My favorite podcast is it. another YouTube <laughs> podcast because I'm in it. Uh, my favorite podcast yeah. of all time is probably Bonfire Side Chat, which is that Dark Souls podcast I was talking about. Because I got into the game and then I was just like, I need to watch or do something related to this game while I'm at work. And I found that podcast and just listened to all of it. It's great. Uh, right now, I listen to... I listen to your podcast a good bit, actually. Not nearly as much as you probably do, because I don't listen to every episode, but okay. I like it. Cool. I'm on that shit. like it a lot. But yeah, favorite podcast and why? And If you, if you want to hear more, more from me or Aiden, <laughs> go ahead and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Go check out Aiden's channel. It'll be in the description box below. And uh, we're both on multiple podcasts, yeah. so if you like podcasts... If you didn't think we said the word podcast enough in this episode, you can go listen to other podcasts where we don't say the word podcast as much. <laughs> yep. Oh. That's the real homework. Count how many oh times we said God. podcast. I'm tired this episode. of the word. <laughs> Take a shot. Take a shot every time. Uh, take a shot of water. Take a shot of water. Don't, don't do that. Die. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I've been Zach. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode and of I've been another in. YouTube podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>